recorded live. What's up, everyone? Hustlin' here, and you are listening to the Nintendo Fuse Podcast. This is episode number 95. Today is December 17, 2013. This is our special Best of 2013 episode, and we are actually live, and uh, we are going to be discussing all the greatest games of the year. Uh, today with me, I have the usual Steve. Hey, guys. How's it going? And Greg. Hello, everybody. And joining us, we have two uh, of the Nintendo Fuse staff members joining us for this podcast. We have Alex. Straight from Canada. Hello. <laughs> and Barry. Hey, it's nice to be here. So we're really excited to have you guys here. This is, It's been a while since we've had a five-person uh, podcast episode, so those are always very fun to have with so many different uh, uh, thoughts on, on all the different topics and stuff. So this is very exciting. And uh, so we're going to close out the year with a bang. We're going to uh, discuss lots and lots of games. That's the main focus of this episode. No news or nothing, and, and we're just focusing on games. Uh, so every year we like to recap and give each of our own top picks for um, the different systems and handheld consoles, et cetera. Um, but this year we're going to do the same thing. But at the end, we're actually also going to decide on a game of the year. So it's the first time we are going to pick one game that we think encompasses, you know, uh, everything that uh, that we liked about video games, I guess, um, our game of the year. So that'll be exciting. So stay tuned for that. Um, just as a reminder, we are on um, just about every social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Google+, uh, all of that fun stuff. So check us out at Nintendo Fuse. I believe all of them are just Nintendo Fuse, so facebook.com slash Nintendo Fuse, you know. YouTube.com slash Nintendo Fuse. So pretty easy to to uh, to find us on there. Um, so definitely check us out on social media. All right, with that being said, I guess let's get right to the fun. So uh, we're going to start things off with the virtual console category. We're, we split it up in a couple categories. We have our virtual console picks. Uh, we have the uh, – then we're going to get into the 3DS eShop. Uh, then the actual 3DS retail title. Um, then the Wii U eShop, and then the Wii U titles, and then we're going to round it off with our overall picks based on, you know, everything combined and then our game of the year. So first things first, virtual console, um, and I will start things off. Um, so I didn't really have too many choices on this list personally um, because I didn't really play too many virtual console games this year. I kind of focused on a lot of the actual new games. Uh, but uh, if I had to pick my, I guess you could say my third choice, uh, we're going to do top three for each of us. My third choice would probably be Donkey Kong on the Wii U Virtual Console. Um, it was cool to finally get some Wii U Virtual Console games to play on the gamepad. That was a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, so definitely um, I think Donkey Kong was, um, it's a game that, like, years ago I was always pretty terrible at. Like, I could never get past, like, the first or second level. I was pretty just, terrible at it, and I just never really gave it a fair chance, but now, you know, that I'm older and stuff, I kind of gave it another shot, and I've gotten better at it, so uh, I can appreciate uh, what it is now, um, so that is my, my choice, um, so what about you, Steve, um, do you, and also for each of us, if you want to mention any um, any honorable mentions, things that didn't make your top three list as well. Yeah, uh, first of all, I, I got to ask, Austin, did you did you compete in our uh, Donkey Kong competition in the, on the forums at all? I did not. Uh, oh, I did not compete you should on that, have. But, uh, well, yeah. Oh, someone took 
top prize, I'm pretty sure. Oh, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I will say, yeah, I'm I'm a whole lot better at Donkey Kong, I think, on Wii U than I am on uh, the actual like console or like the the arcade version. Because I don't know, I just I think I, I'm I'm horrible at it there. Um, so I do have a couple of just just honorable mentions, you know, before I jump into third place. Um, uh, for me, um, like Super Metroid, great game. Super Mario World, great game. Mega Man series, Earthbound, um, all great games. Um, but for me, uh, these three games, you know, third, second, and first for me, um, kind of really captured my my heart again, I guess, if you will. Because um, they they got me back into playing um, some of these for the first time, uh, but especially like some that I really, really enjoyed when I was little, and I'm playing again, and I. It's the one ones that I keep coming back to this year. So for third place um, this year for me was Yoshi. Um, I played that game a lot on on Game Boy, actually, um, when I was little. Uh, but now having it on the NES version on Wii U, I just like I I go back to it over and over again. Um, and it's a fun puzzle game that's really easy to jump in and play uh, for a while. So um, if you haven't checked out Yoshi, it's it's pretty cool. It's you know like these little you know, game pieces falling from the, the sky and there's a different, you know, the fire flower or mushroom and different things like that. And you got to like flip the cart, the, the stacks at the bottom and match them up. Um, and, and then you have uh, a Yoshi egg that you can match up and it like shoots through all the whole entire stack. So, you know, you can try to strategize, you know, if you want to let it stack up for a while and then get the two new sides of the egg and then, you know, go through all the way through. But if you also, you know, you run the risk of, of running out of space and everything, so it's a fun, it's a fun game, and um, yeah, it was only thirty cents, so that's great too. Um, not thirty cents anymore, but at the time, it was a fantastic deal. I uh, I remember back when you were doing the Ambassador Games competition, I got really, really into Yoshi. It was, it was a lot better than I thought it would be. It's a really good game. It is. I I never. Um, you know, when they released it, I think originally I was thinking, you know, like back on the Game Boy and NES and everything, I was like, oh, Yoshi, great, you know, game where you're running around as, as the, you know, the dinosaur and jumping through levels. Nope, that's not what it's all about <laughs> at all. It's a puzzle game, but it's a really fun puzzle game. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, ambassador, the Ambassador Tournament was my first time playing as well. I didn't even realize that was a game. I had never even played it before, never even heard of it. Yeah, Yoshi's one, um, and uh, that, like, I think I originally, I didn't play Yoshi originally, I didn't know what it was, but on my PI-83 uh, calculator, I had a bunch of random <laughs> games, and there was one very similar to it on there, and I used to get so addicted to it, and then later on, when I heard of the Yoshi game, I was like, wait a second, this is what I had on my calculator, this is great, so <laughs> I ended up getting it, and, and it was uh, it was pretty sweet, so. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, yep, that's third place um, so, yeah. for me. How about you, Greg? Um, well, again, I'll start off with my honorable, honorable mentions. Um, I was going to list Mega Man X, also the Mega Man series, and I also wanted to add in uh, Super Mario Brothers, the original, and Super Mario Brothers 2. All those games I loved on the NES, except for Mega Man X, obviously, on the Super Nintendo. Um, but my third pick, I actually picked Super Metroid. This one is my first main Metroid game. I know there was an NES one. I actually never owned the original one until I got the Virtual Console one. But... To me, this was the first entry into the Metroid series, and it was my absolute favorite. It's pretty much still my favorite game in the series to date. Only Metroid Prime has really come close to that, but I was really happy to see it 
be released again. That one was also 30 cents at the time. I would have definitely paid the dollar fifty to upgrade it because I had it on Wii as well. But there's just something about just be able to speed run it through again and be able to find all the power ups and they're so well crafted, like hidden and everything is just magnificent. I just love playing through that game like so many times. It's so fun to me. Yeah, there's something about Super Metroid too. Like I, I didn't enjoy Metroid when it first came out. I remember. Um, having friends come over um, to my house and they'd bring Metroid. I got a new game, you know, it's Metroid. And it was like, for me, you know, my six, seven-year-old self or whatever is like, this is kind of boring. Um, but then I do remember when Super Metroid came out and I was like, you know, this is this is really fun. It's really cool. Um, and it made me actually want to go back and play the, the original one um, because Super Metroid was so good. And uh, it's kind of cool. They're, they're really pushing it and they've, you know, got it on, on most most consoles, I think now, um, with the virtual console and everything, you can play it on, you know, pretty much anything um, today on the 3DS or the the Wii U or Wii or anything. So that's cool. Unfortunately, it's not on the 3DS yet, but it's not. Playing... Oh, I know why. It's the Ambassador version of uh, one of the Metroid games is available on the Ambassador. Metroid game. Fusion. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I'm yeah. thinking. That was Metroid Fusion. It's so similar. Yeah, and it's all, also the original Metroid was an ambassador game. I, no, it wasn't. Never mind. I don't think it was. I was yeah, it was Fusion with the Game Boy Advance one was uh, on 3DS. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So then uh, what about you, Alex? What are your uh, your choices for your, any honorable mentions, and what's your third place choice? All right. Well, my honorable mentions are Mega Man 2 and Super Mario World. Because I had actually never played them before I bought them on Wii U, which is Whoa. yeah, yeah, no kidding, right? Like I've always had a Super Nintendo. I've just never picked it, ne- never picked up a Super Mario World, and I feel even, really ashamed of that. That even possible? I, um, <laughs> the Super Nintendo came with it. <laughs> it's like it's the one Super Nintendo game that everyone had except me. And uh, actually, one of my friends convinced me to buy it, and he knew the game inside out, so he took me through it in one night, and uh, he he just blazed through everything. It was crazy. <laughs> and then uh, Mega Man Two, I was I wasn't surprised by how hard it was, but um, it was it was so addictive. I just loved Mega Man Two, but mm. everything else I had on here kind of trumped it. So uh, my third place was uh, Balloon Fight. Which, yeah, I, I enjoyed Balloon Fight more than Mega Man 2, uh, which is probably a little bit blasphemous to say. But uh, I got really well, into I know, Balloon Fight. At least Fight. one other person here agrees with you. So. Oh, thank goodness I'm not alone. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about me, but someone else does. <laughs> well, yeah, I got, I got really into it. I love the music. It's really catchy. I was playing through it with uh, the same friend who played Super Mario World with me, and... Uh, we were just trying to get high scores, and we did that for an entire night, and it was driving us nuts because it gets really, really tough. And then yep. uh, mm-hmm. my my second place was uh, Legend of Zelda: Oracle of Ages slash Seasons. I kind of bundled them both together there. Not sure if I'm allowed to do that, but I did anyways. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I had to pick one to put on the list, it would probably be Oracle of Ages because it's the more puzzly of the two, and I like that a little bit more. But they're both fantastic games. They're my favorite 2D Zelda games. And uh, I just can't get enough of them. I played them when I was when I was a lot younger. I think on the 3DS I played 
them both for like 15 hours, so they're pretty lengthy games. And uh, my number one is uh, Earthbound. Earthbound is just fantastic. I love it so much. It's uh, it's really funny, and it's it look it looks great for a for a Super Nintendo game. It's got a really simplistic art style, and uh, they they uh, oh what was I gonna say now? Uh, just like the sense of humor and the gameplay is so good. I love it so much. Very nice. I think uh, um, with the uh, so you jumped ahead a little bit with the the first and second place <laughs> choices. I think, but the uh, I know you're excited about the uh, the Earthbound game and everything. So it's definitely one I know. Um, at least somebody else had that on their list too for their uh, their number one. I think, right? Or no. Never mind, not the number one for no. I think for a different choice. It, I, I, um, it was an honorable mention. It was definitely a great game, but I, I didn't actually make my list. But yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So we have those. Uh, and what about you, Barry? What is your any honorable mentions <laughs> and like a third place choice? Uh, yeah, for me, honorable mentions have to be pretty much all the Mega Man games released on the 3DS as well as uh, the Wii U. I'm a huge Mega Man fan, and right now, actually. Uh, Mega Man, Dr. Wily's Revenge, and uh, Mega Man X are both two bucks on the eShop. Uh, so if you haven't played those yet, I highly recommend them. They are both fantastic games. And uh, Super Metroid is another honorable mention. Uh, I've played it a lot, and I've played it again, and there's just magic about that game. But to me, it, it didn't take into my top three. Uh, my third place was actually Earthbound, uh, which is a game that I think Nintendo really needs to look at. It has a huge following, and uh, I would love to see Mother 1 and Mother 3 get English translations and brought over here, even just as eShop games. I think they would sell through the roof, but it's really great to see Earthbound finally get some love after all these years, and, uh, and the fact that they bundled the strategy, the strategy guide with it as well was, was uh, really, really sweet, but what's, what's not there to say about Earthbound other than it's a fantastic mm-hmm. role-playing game? If you haven't played it yet, do yourself a favor because, you know, this game stinks. <laughs> <laughs> I do need to some it's on my list of some time to actually I will get it on a Nintendo console and kick it. The only time I've ever played through it is actually uh ROM of it. That I don't own anymore, so don't come hunt me down NSA because you don't hear me actually saying this. Um, but I don't own it anymore. I don't have it anymore. There's no illegal copy on my any of my things. But at one time, there was, and it's not there anymore. Um, but that's the only time I've actually played it. Uh, so I do need to yeah, sometime get it and, and sit down and play it on an actual Nintendo console. So. Yeah, and uh, for those that remember uh, Nick, a.k.a. Sir Venom, on the forums, he was on the podcast before. He loves Earthbound, so if you um, need any convincing, just talk to him. I'm sure he will definitely uh, convince you about that as well. Um, but it is pretty cool that we finally got it because it's something that you know people wanted, and then they, they finally listened, although it took them forever, um, but finally it did release. Um, I just, and then with – yeah, go ahead, sir. I was just going to say I, I still haven't picked it up yet. I had intended to get it at some point. I just hadn't gotten Earthbound yet. I it's been very recommended to me a lot since I do like the RPG games. I just haven't gotten around to getting it. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I ended up getting it. Was that that was one of the was that one of the thirty cent games? I think. No, not Earthbound. Yeah. Okay. 
I think I, well, I, I did end up getting it, though. But, um, they're, they're, but they get money out of that game. <laughs> I'm surprised yeah, I don't it's like that 30, one, 40 bucks. <laughs> that, one was a, that one was a given that, that people would buy it, I guess. Um, but speaking of, like, the 30 cent stuff, I think that's one reason why I have a lot of those virtual console games. Like, that was awesome of them to do that because, like, it's 30 cents. So it was like I was just buying these games, you know, every month, even if I just barely even played them. Like, it's 30 cents, you know? So I think that's yep. really cool that uh, that they had them for cheap. Um, all right. So, yeah, so those are our third-place choices. So let's get to our second-place choices. Uh, and mine, which we kind of talked about already, was Yoshi. Um, so, you know, again, very fun game. And uh, I didn't know it was a Nintendo game. I played a ripoff of it at first. But when I found the Nintendo version, I loved it. So definitely, uh, definitely great to have that game. Uh, what about you, Steve? My second place is one of my favorite games of all time, um, and that's Galaga. Um, fans of the podcast have been hearing me talk about old games and all the time. We talk about Galaga probably quite often, so one of my favorite uh, yeah, arcade games of all time. And so pretty much every device that can play Galaga um, that I have has a version of Galaga on it. Like, uh, you know, I have it, you know, for my Wii, Wii U, 3DS, DS, iPhone, iPad, I, everything that I have that can have Galaga has Galaga. Because um, it's it's pretty much my favorite um, of like one of those old school, you know, arcade games. So uh, that takes number two for me. Um, I think it's great because I can actually uh, on the the Wii U at least, and um, you can have a save state. You know, actually make yourself actually kind of seem better than what you really are. Um, <laughs> So I actually get to see like later levels that I've never seen before, um, because I'm actually able to you know, save my spot and go back if I mess up. So, <clears throat> however, that's a, a bad habit to get into because all of a sudden, like you're back in the arcade or something like that doesn't have it, and you like rely upon it. Um, you don't have that to actually uh, save you anymore. So it's probably a bad habit that I'm getting in, into by actually using it um, as often as I am. <laughs> you have the arcade cabinet yet? I haven't yet. It's it's on. It, it is definitely going to happen one of these days. Um, I don't know if we could actually make it happen in our current location. I might have to get a bigger house. Um, okay. But my wife definitely knows that I want one sometime down the line, and um, I think she's almost accepted the fact that it's going to happen. I, I don't know if I need to <laughs> convince her anymore yet, but she <laughs> she knows I want one. I, I don't know if she's all about definitely getting it yet, but she definitely knows. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Greg, what's your second place choice for Virtual Console? But here I picked Super Mario World. I was just that's just one of my all-time favorite Mario games. Um, it just brings back a lot of good memories, and just just getting it with the uh, the Super Nintendo back in the day that was just really awesome. And to me, that was also a defining point. It also allowed me to start playing the Wii U a lot more when that one released because it just seemed like they were finally like putting out some solid virtual console games um like these like 30 cent ones that i didn't really care for a whole lot didn't have a lot of meaning to me but as soon as they put super mario world out there i that was a definitely must buy and definitely got and even beat it relatively quickly still too yeah nice um, and then uh, let's see, Alex is uh, is next. So Alex, I know you kind of you mentioned it already, but did you want to go over your your second place? 
Please. Yeah, sure. Sorry, I ruined the formula there a little bit. <laughs> I got a bit too excited. No uh, uh, as I said before, my uh, number two was uh, Oracle of Ages and Seasons. Um, and I always felt like they were really compacted uh, Ocarina of Times. They were like 2D Ocarina of Time games, and I, I thought that was really neat. They had all the different characters. They had the Gorons, they had the Zoras. They had a really, really cool dungeon designs and a lot of stuff in between. There was just always something happening in that game, and it was cram-packed with secrets. I just, It was awesome. Very nice. Um, and then, uh, Barry, your second-place choice? Um, mine was actually uh, Oracle of Seasons, which was a little bit more action-oriented than Ages. But uh, I like the idea that it was originally supposed to be a remake of Zelda 1, which is why so many of the original Zelda bosses were in it. And the whole story with Neo Subrogia I thought was pretty interesting, although Onyx could have been a a more useful villain. But back, you know, I originally got the game at launch back in 2001. It's actually a high school graduation present. And I loved it, but I hadn't touched it since. So when it came out, I instantly rebought it and played through it again. And it was like playing a fresh game. And it still, you know, holds up. It stands the test of time and just shows why it's such a timeless classic like many of the Zelda games are. Gotcha. Um, so I guess uh, I guess um, Alex grouped the two together. Which one did you like better, Alex? Ages or Seasons? I preferred Ages. Okay, I liked... so you both you both ended up liking Ages better, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Alexander, gotcha. Cool. Um, so then, uh, second place. So I guess that's it for uh, second place choices. So on to our top choices for the virtual console now. And uh, for me, um, it was mentioned earlier, it was Alex's third-place choice, uh, but my top choice is Balloon Fight. Um, it's one of those classics that, uh, I mean, I started, my first console was a Nintendo 64, so I didn't, you know, start with the NES and stuff. Um, but uh, I remember, I think it was on a GameCube version of Animal Crossing where they had some virtual console games in them that you could play. Um, and uh, so Balloon Fight was one of the ones that I discovered through that, I believe. Um, and it was really fun. And then especially since uh, Nintendo Land had kind of a balloon fight uh, thing in it as well, that kind of uh, rekindled my interest for, for balloon fight a bit. Um, and then I definitely had to get that on virtual console, so I did. Um, definitely very fun. And it's uh, it's challenging, but it, it's that the music, the I mean, it, it's just it's very addicting, though, so it's uh, pretty cool. Um, all right, what about you, Steve? What's your top virtual console game? First of all, I, I will say that I never realized that uh, Balloon Fight was going to top any sort of Game of the Year list, but uh, that that was for, that used to surprise me on that one, Austin. Uh, <laughs> I'll say it probably mine probably would surprise some people as well, um, and it is Kirby Superstar. And the reason I got this game is actually because of that thirty cent thing, um, because if it was if it wasn't for that, I would not own this game. And because as we talked about in, in previous podcasts, I'm not a huge Kirby fan and just never was. Um, nothing against him, it just just never those games never appealed to me. But I got it, um, because it was thirty cents, you know, booted up and everything. I was like, you hey, know, I'm gonna check this out, see what it's all about and lo and behold, that's the virtual console game that I go back to more than any other on my Wii U. It's like all of a sudden, I'm, like, playing it again and again, and I'm, like, advancing further and further. I'm just like, what? I've never enjoyed a Kirby game. Why am I enjoying this one so much? So it's a great game. Um, it's it's not incredibly difficult. 
um, which I think is partially why, you know, it's the game that I keep going back to because it's the game that I can kind of, you know, I have to think a whole lot. It's not, you know, like, like I said, it's incredibly difficult, so I can just kind of breeze through it and take, you know, a stage or two here and there while I have time. And, uh, yeah, so it's it kind of surprised me that I liked it so much. And it's the game, the virtual console game that I play the most, so that's why it ended up in number one for me. Nice. I think that one um, they released an updated version and stuff on the was that on the DS I believe. Um, yeah, I forgot what it's called. Um, so, but that's the 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 version that I got, and I thought it was it was really fun. So I really liked it. But because I had that one, I didn't uh, end up getting it on the, the virtual console. But I I definitely agree that it's uh it's pretty cool. Um, all right, uh, Greg, what about you? I know this game has been kind of mentioned a bunch, so it's definitely a very <laughs> popular virtual console title. Yeah, my number one would be The Legend of Zelda, Oracle Seasons and Ages. Um, I actually do have a differing opinion. I actually like Seasons over Ages. Um, I I had never played either of them on the original Game Boy. For some reason, I never picked them up or never asked one or didn't know about their existence until they were well gone. Um so I was really happy to see those two games return to the eShop, and I definitely downloaded them. And actually, within right after I beat uh, Link Between Worlds, I went up and finished the Oracle of Ages after I after I uh, beat that one. So I did get the chance to go through the, like the secret ending and everything like that after having both of them beaten and using all the passwords. I just wish it was a lot easier to enter them in, but I understand that they, that's how it was at the time. I couldn't make that change. But overall, for me, it was most Played games of the on the for virtual console because obviously I've never played them, so I did really enjoy them very much, and they actually ranked pretty high on my entire list for the Legend of Zelda series. Nice. Yeah, it's always cool to be able to go back and revisit games to the virtual console that um, didn't get a chance to before. Um, all right, Alex, what about you with the first place? All right. Well, I spoiled it before, but it's Earthbound, and Earthbound is just a fantastic game. It's got the weirdest sense of humor I've ever seen in a video game before. It's just there are so many like random quotable moments, like the pho- the photographer who just randomly shows up and says, "All right, say fuzzy pickles" when he wants to take a picture of you, and it makes no sense, and it's great. I was uh, fighting a random hippie enemy, and he he blinded me by brushing his teeth, and I wasn't unable to attack him. So just all kinds of weird stuff going on. Uh, there were there were some really clever uh, like battle system elements, like how your your health would slowly roll down. So even if you took like a a fatal hit, you still had a couple seconds to heal yourself before before your character would pass out. And I thought that was really neat, and I'd like to see that in more RPGs and things like that. It just makes the whole combat system a bit more involved than just pressing a button and sitting down and watching. Um, and then, uh, Barry, your your top choice? Uh, my top choice, to no surprise, just anyone listening already, is uh, Oracle of Ages. And uh, I'm not going to retread on, on what was previously said, but I think what made this game so special to me uh, was not only did I find it more challenging than Seasons, and uh, I've always been a fan of the 2D Zeldas, but upon beating the uh, secret, en- uh, the secret uh, ending at the end, when uh, when you link the games for the first time and seeing it end, spoiler, but you should know it by now, but seeing it end with Link on a ship just made me knew 
that in Legends of Link's Awakening, which is my all-time favorite Zelda game. And uh, seeing that, you know, when it first happened in 2001 was such a, a special moment because that was back before Nintendo officially said there was a timeline and the rest of us online were like, yeah, there's a timeline, just admit it. So to see that and to see it again after all these years, it just kind of brought a tear to my eye, which I know is kind of sappy, but it's just a really cool moment for me. So I love I love Deja. I think the thing that I'm getting out of this list is I do need to make sure that I get Oracle Seasons and Oracle of Ages one of these days. <laughs> I've, I've avoided them, but I, I think I need to get these the games now. So. <laughs> if you like Awakening, you would definitely like the Oracle Seasons and Ages. It plays very similar to those, but they're obviously very different games. So. Right. Yeah, for some reason, I just never I never got into the handheld version of Zelda. I don't know why. It's it, it wasn't. I, I thought it was just the DS versions or um, games that I never got into. But as I started thinking about it, I pretty much avoided all of the handheld ones. Like I only played the, the console ones. I don't know why. So, either version of Link's Awakening. Oh, sorry, was that? I said, have you ever played Link's Awakening, either the original or DX version? No. Do yourself a favor. It's on the eShop. Play it. <laughs> it would be my game of the year, but it came out two years ago on the eShop. I I do need to I I, I will get I would say Oracle Seasons, Oracle of Ages, and probably and and Link's Awakening are yeah games that I need to go back and get. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, those games seem to be very popular. At least the you know the, the Zelda stuff uh, for the virtual console this year and and everything. So definitely ones to look out for. Um, Personally, I guess I'll put on the, uh, the flame shield here. Um, I'm not a big fan of, like, the 2D Zeldos and stuff, so um, it's just, just never, I don't know, I just never had the interest, I guess, in those. Um, I like the, the 3D Zelda games a bit more, especially the more the recent stuff. I'm like the opposite. Whenever, like, the Zelda fans are like, oh, no, the, you know, these games are not as good anymore, I'm like, oh, these are great. So I'm like the opposite of, uh, of what some of the people like. But um, but definitely a lot of people like these um Oracles of Seasons and Ages especially, and some of the other games that we talked about. Um, so definitely ones to look out for on the virtual console this year. Uh, so uh, with that being said, we'll, excuse me, we'll move on to the, uh, the next category, although I do want to give a shout-out to a couple of people in the chat. Uh, we had Vip Nino in there earlier, but we have Ross in there right now, so shout-out to Ross. Uh, we have a couple of guests in the chat. Uh, right now there's Guest6, who um, is also Gmail Ganey on, on Twitter, so Shout out to him. Thank you for, for joining us. Um, and uh, so let's see. Ross said that um, he uh, he didn't really get to play much virtual console games this year because he only had time for newer games, which is kind of how I was as well. But uh, if he could consider Wind Waker HD a virtual console game in, in physical form, then uh, that would be that would be his pick. Uh, so we'll talk about I guess Wind Waker um, HD later on. I think somebody picked that somewhere in their list later. So we'll. Uh, <laughs> excuse me, talk about that uh, as well. Um, and uh, if there's anything in the chat room that you guys want to say or something, any comments, post them in there. We'll send them on the podcast as well. We like to make this interactive as well. Um, and uh, so, like, for example, I uh, guess Six is talking about uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers on the Super Nintendo. Um, I didn't get a chance to, to ever play that one. I played some of the more recent stuff, but uh, um, I guess he... Uh, I played it. Yeah. It's pretty fun, actually. Yeah. <laughs> nice. 
So hopefully that's one game they should release on the virtual console. Like, come on, that, that's what I'm talking about, you know? <laughs> Power into 20th anniversary, perfect choice. Um, all right, so on to the 3DS eShop. These are games only released on the eShop exclusively. Um, I know you can get retail titles on the eShop, but we're, we're talking about eShop exclusive. Uh, so for me personally, um, I don't have an honorable mention or a third place choice or even a second place choice because uh, I really didn't play much on the uh, just eShop exclusives, I guess, this year. So I'm going to pass it on to Steve. Wow. Oh, so that's, that's kind of weird. Um, so I did uh, play it. However, I will say um, if it wasn't for the, the free demos and it wasn't for the review games that, that we got uh, to review for the site, um, I would probably actually be in a very similar spot. And um, it's kind of crazy. But um, so... Honorable mentions before I jump into third place. Um, Mario and Donkey Kong, um, and he's on the move. Uh, yeah, if you're a fan of Mario and Donkey Kong, it's a great game, and they've moved it in kind of, you know, it's 3D now, so it's it's cool. Um, and ATV Wild Ride. Um, it's a fun game, Renegade Kid. Um, it, it, it's pretty fun. So um, if you're into racing games, especially ATV, you know, check it out. But my third place is actually Bike Rider DX. Um I did not expect to like this game very much, but it's it's quite a challenge, um, which I thought was fun. It was it was cool to have uh, a newer, challenging game on a 3DS. So you like your, you know, side scrolling kind of, you know, like this bike, you know, through twists and turns and mazes, you know, sort of uh, stunts, you know, and this obstacle course sort of thing, and trying to get to the end and. And everything, and it's it's actually very challenging. I think that's why I like it so much. It 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 makes you think on your feet, um, not just think, but you have to think quickly on your feet and how to get through it the fastest and everything. So, uh, yeah, if you're up for a challenge, Bike Rider DX. Cool, definitely one to uh, to look out for. Um, all right, Greg, what about you? Let's see. Well, my honorable mention, I only have one. Um, I actually would have fallen the same boat probably as Steve. I probably wouldn't only, only have, like, two games in this list if it wasn't for <laughs> getting these review games. But um, my honorable mention was Dylan's Rolling Western, The Last Ranger. That was a follow-up to the original one that was out last year. Um, I, overall, it was a pretty reasonable game, but obviously it didn't quite make my criteria to make number three. And uh, number three, I would say, was Mighty Switch Wars 2. That was another sequel, obviously, with the two. But I like the way they had the mechanics around with, like, the fire shooting and everything like that to still make it very fast-paced. Um, the one thing I did want to mention is I don't – it probably would have scored a little bit higher, but I thought, like, even the part times were significantly harder to get in this one than they were in the original. So there's a lot of power times I had missed. But overall, it was still a pretty fun game. I really like the new mechanics. Nice. Uh, what about you, Alex? What's your third place for the 3DS eShop? All right. Well, uh, I downloaded a lot of uh, stuff on the eShop this year, but most of it was from previous years, or it wasn't very good. So I don't have any honorable mentions. But uh, for my third place, I had Harmonite. And I have kind of a love-hate relationship with Harmonite. <laughs> I I mean, I really, really want to like it because it, it has a cute art style, and it's it's an original game from Game Freak, and they have Pokemon music in it. But... Most of the non-Pokemon music I didn't find was that catchy, and I found that uh, some of the timing for some of the musical stuff was just a bit too precise, but it was still challenging, and it was still fun, 
So I still had a good time with it. Maybe not as much as uh, some of the other guys on here, but uh, I still enjoyed it. Uh, and what about you, Barry? Um, I'm in the same boat as as many other people here. Uh, you know, if it wasn't for review games or or free games, uh, I really wouldn't download them. Uh, I I'm very anti the way Nintendo does their downloads. After my Wii broke, and they literally held about 500 hours worth of games uh, up for ransom because I had <laughs> to fix my Wii or I couldn't get those games. So uh, ever since that sour experience, I really haven't uh, downloaded if I could avoid it. Uh, so I, I don't have many honorable mentions, although I did want to play Dylan's Roll in Western, the sequel, and Harmonite, uh, but I didn't get a chance to. So I only have a number one, just like you, Tom. So I don't know if you want me to go <laughs> wait wait till then or not. Yeah, well, I guess we'll do that at the uh, at the end, um, the, the number ones. Um, then I guess for me, I'll skip me too because I don't have a second place choice. So on to our second place choices, uh, Steve. Um, what do you got for yours? You know what I I just realized, um, and I apologize. I, I I booted up as I'm as I'm looking through the list, and I'm I'm a little spoiling a little here because I recognize another game on the list from someone else that has the number one, and all of a sudden I realize that I have two games that are kind of similar but not so much on. <laughs> my 3DS, and I <laughs> named the wrong one. I actually didn't like Bike Rider DX that much. I was actually meaning Urban Trial Freestyle. Um, that's what I actually <laughs> meant to name as my third place. That's the game I had in my head as I was describing. I booted up Bike Rider DX. I'm like, oh, that's not this game. So, yeah, <laughs> Urban Trial Freestyle was my third place, not Bike Rider DX. Bike Rider DX is fun, but it's it's not as cool as uh, Urban Trial Freestyle. Um, anyhow, my number two, uh, Nano Assault EX. Um, if you guys have been listening like to the podcast like a year ago or whatever, um, you realize we we all talk Nano Assault quite a bit on you, and so they had the the you know the reboot I guess or whatever of the the DS game back on 3DS um, with its EX version and. Um, it's really cool. I say the only thing I don't like about it is without a um, a second control pad, controlling the shooting with the buttons is kind of annoying. Um, but other than that, it's fun. It's it's beautiful and it's it's really cool in 3D as well. So I mean, if you're a fan of Nano Assault on the Wii U and you have a 3DS, definitely want to check it out because it's if you thought it looked beautiful and that's kind of weird to say this, but if you thought it looked beautiful in HD. Wait till you see it in 3D, but it's SD 3D, but it doesn't matter. It's it's beautiful in on the 3DS. So. Nice. Does it have a Circle Pad Pro support? I don't know if it does. I don't own the Circle Pad Pro, so I'm not really sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, I have that for the 3DS, but now that I I got the XL, um, I don't have it on there, so I'm not sure. Um. But the, that would be something definitely consider because I feel like that type of game, especially on the Wii U, like having the two control pads. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a twin stick shooter. It, it it really needs to have another stick, yeah. Right. Well, I'll have to look into that. I'll have to Google around and see. Um, and there's a, you, there's a free trial right now of it, too. So. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Then I will have to uh, to check that out. Um, what about you, Greg? Uh, my number two 
came as an awful surprise because it came originally as like an email. It was like a review game that we were getting, but we never had asked for it. So I never actually expected to to like this game, but it actually won over my heart. It was a really fun game. It's Bloody Vampire. It came out at the very beginning of the year. It's a Metroidvania kind of game, and then you're like like a vampire that has to go around and you have to like find like your sister or mother or something like that. And then there's like this witch that torments you as you go along the way. And then she tries to create obstacles and these monsters that come up and capture you and whatnot. Um, she just tries to wonder how you're able to resist. Like you have a special power like a vampire or something like that. There's, I totally forgot the story and I really apologize if I'm butchering it. But overall, the, I thought the game was very fun. If you really like those Metro, Metroidvania type of games, I would strongly recommend it. Nice. Um, cool. So then, uh, what about you, Alex? So my number two was Mighty Switch Force Two, and I absolutely lo- loved the first game. And I didn't like this one quite as much, but I still enjoyed it a lot. Uh, there's this really weird thing about Mighty Switch Force games, where when you're trying to get the par times, you get into kind of a rhythm within the level, and you you start to master all the very specific timing, and it's just it's a blast to try and mm-hmm. beat those levels as fast as you can. And I thought the fire theme was pretty interesting. Um, the, uh, the, what's it called? Uh, being able to shoot water, I felt like that kind of slowed down the gameplay a little bit. But um, aside from that, it was a really good game. Cool. Now, did you have trouble hitting the part times? Because like, I felt like I couldn't even hit like one of them. Like, I played the level like 100 times, and I still couldn't even get it. So the thing about that is that after you beat the game, you unlock a special gun that allows you to like blast through obstacles really fast. So a lot of the part times you can't even complete until until you've beaten the game, or you can, but you have to be really crazy good at it. Ah, that's probably why I didn't quite finish it yet. Um, I I was doing the part times as I went along with the first one, and that one was manageable after you knew how to get through the level. But. Yeah, it doesn't really explain that well. There was uh, this guy on a forum I was browsing, and he spent two hours trying to beat this part-time on one of the levels that required the gun, and I felt so bad for him. Mm. It just Yeah, it doesn't tell you anything about that. Mm. Interesting. Um, and I just realized, so now with some of these games, well, I guess not all of these have Miiverse communities, but I'm sure some of this stuff would have uh, benefited from having those types of things. Uh, so it's cool that we now have that option for, for games going forward. Um, all right, and then I guess um, the Barry didn't have a second-place choice, uh, so now we'll move on to our uh, top choices here. Um, so I will kick things off with my choice of uh, Harmonite, and I only picked this because it's really, like, one of the only eShop games <laughs> that I really even played. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I would pretty much have to agree with what um, Alex had said before about it. Like, I, I like rhythm games. Um, I was excited that it's from Game Freak. because like, oh, there's going to be a couple of Pokemon songs and stuff. But the um, actual precision didn't feel 100%. It felt a little off sometimes. Um, and uh, I don't know. It just it kind of was a little disappointing a little bit. I mean, it was, it was kind of fun, but, like, I didn't really find myself excited to be going back and playing too much either. Um, so, I don't know. I kind of felt a bit flat. But hopefully they do make, like, another one and kind of improve upon that. That would be cool. Yeah. How far in the game did you get? Um, how far did I get? Uh, it's, uh, it's been so long since I even played it. Um, I can't even remember. 
Yeah, I don't even know. Um, but I did. I. Uh, oh man, I know they're they're like the boss fights at the end, so I did get through a couple of those, uh, and those were at the end of each like world area, I guess. Um, so I did go through a couple of those, and uh, yeah, it was pretty interesting. Yeah, I was I was really desperate to see if the game would ever pick up and like have interesting music, so I played through the entire thing, even like the secret last level, and it was almost impossible with some of that timing. Just drove me nuts. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I felt I felt like there were times where I had to like close my eyes almost and like just try and do it, and then somehow I did better on all the the rhythm parts. Once you get the pattern down, like I was like closing my eyes and doing it. And, and I was doing a bit better. Like, it just, I don't know, just seeing it on screen, and it just it threw me off a little bit. It's a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so that's my, I guess, my top 3DSC shop choice. Uh, what about you, Steve? What's yours? Well, uh, when it all came down to it, um, it was the, actually, I'm pretty sure the only eShop game that, um, that I really, really enjoyed, and that would be uh, Airspeed, Airspeed, Air Race Speed, which is actually a funny story about this game. Um, the developers tried to get with us at E3 so much, and it just didn't ever, it never worked out for Greg and I just to ever meet up with them. Jeremy was trying his hardest to get it all set up, and it just never worked, and we tried to you know, get all these other interviews and everything, you know, set up. And it finally never, and ended up, the game, you know, was about to come out, you know, and they send it to us. And I'm thinking, you know, I, I hope this game is good. <laughs> or I hope it's not, you know, horrible. I don't want to give, yeah, I feel bad that we never got, you know, worked out and everything. I, you know, boot up the game thinking, I don't know what's going to happen. And then all of a sudden I'm sucked into this this thing that, like, I really enjoyed it. It's it's this high speed, you know, split decision sort of thing. You gotta make your way through these um, different tunnel racers, and uh, yeah, it's just it's a blast. Um, it's not very expensive. I think it's like five bucks. Um, so if you're looking for something that's like high speed um, split decision, make you think. Um, it looks really good in 3D. And uh, you compete for like high score, or high time, or uh, lowest times, and everything like that too. So it's a uh, it's a blast. Um, so Air Race Speed. I haven't played any of the other uh, Air Race games. Uh, this is the third in their series that they had, but um, this is the first one. Um, there's not a whole lot to it. I mean, that's that's pretty much it. You play through each level, and eventually you get to the end. You do unlock some other stages and stuff, but it, there's not a ton of gameplay there. But it is uh, it's a great challenge, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun, um, com- you know, trying to beat your own scores or your your times, but also uh, competing against other people and stuff too. Nice. All right, on to uh, Greg. What's your your top choice for the 3DS eShop? My top choice was a game called Steam World Dig. Um, that was definitely a game out of left field. I didn't know it was being made until Jeremy had asked. You get the review copy, and then as soon as I saw the video, I'm like, wow, this game's going to be awesome. So I downloaded it day one, and then I couldn't even stop playing it. The game is so addictive. You just, even though it's kind of repetitive where you go back up to the surface to trade in your resources and upgrade your equipment and go back down and rinse and repeat, um, the story is actually really interesting. You can go through some really old worlds and stuff, and it's just really cool the way you can carve your own map out of the game because you kind of dig like a path and then there's ways you can even track yourself so 
you have to be kind of careful about where you can go. Um, to get back up, you can wall jump. So it's usually, most cases, it's usually pretty easy. But sometimes Brock, the other pieces of dirt will break due to the enemies or whatever, or even like other fallen rock. So you have to be, you have to be able to strategize and be able to keep your options open to, so you don't get trapped. Um, and the game does give you self-suicide if you happen to do that. And then you can go back and collect your body that had all your gems they had collected. So overall, it was a really fun game. I really enjoyed it a lot. Nice. And I think I know uh, somebody else that enjoyed this too. Uh, what are your thoughts, Alex? Yeah, I I loved SteamWorld Dig. I uh, I actually didn't know anything about it going in except that uh, a lot of people said it was kind of like 2D Minecraft, and <laughs> that couldn't be further from the truth. It's uh, I mean you do mine, but aside from that, it's not really like Minecraft at all. It's um, it's very much its own kind of thing. I know a lot of people like Terraria because it's like it's it is 2D Minecraft, but this is this is really different. I um I guess one of the things I was most worried about was how the physics would feel. And uh your character in this game is really mobile and he can wall jump and everything feels really smooth and great. It's uh it's a fantastic game. It's it's really addictive. You you go down and you, you, you grab gems and you come back up and I love all the upgrades and uh all the different power ups you can get. It's uh it's a really good game. Nice. Cool. So I guess the two people recommending SteamWorld Dig as their, their top choices for the eShop, that's definitely uh, a game to look out for. All right. And then uh, what about you, Barry? What's your top choice? My top choice uh, was actually uh, one that was, I didn't think would be mentioned by anybody else, but apparently Steve, you can't prove me wrong. Sorry. <laughs> and that's no, nothing wrong. That's good. I'm glad people liked it. It was uh, Urban Trial Freestyle. Uh, and I was a big fan of Trials HD, and I got this. This is uh, actually the first review I did for Nintendo Fuse, and uh, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I didn't, I didn't know what to expect, and I just realized I just went right through it, and just kept playing it. And I've, I've since played it since the review. Uh, I think it was, it was definitely an underrated game, and in terms of, uh, you know, gameplay and, and control, it was just. It was just a really good game and a really good experience. And I'm glad I'm not the only one that feels that. So, so thank you, Steve, <laughs> for not making me alone. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. As I, it was funny because I, all of a sudden I was like, wait a second. Maybe maybe that's not right. And, yeah, luckily I had my, my 3DS, you know, handy right here. And I booted it up and I'm like, wait a second. No, Bike Rider DX is a completely different style game. <laughs> yeah, very different game. Yeah. <laughs> So that is it for our 3DS eShop category. Those are our top choices for the 3DS eShop. So if you own a 3DS, uh, you know what to go buy. Uh, So before we get to our next segment, like I said, this is an interactive podcast, so you are free to join us in the chat room. Uh, You can post your thoughts and things. We'll mention them on the podcast. Or you can call into the show live. Full details are on NintendoFuse.com right now on how to do that. And we have somebody uh, calling in. Uh, right now, so guest six in the chat, uh, Gmail Ganey on Twitter. Um, let's get him on the line. Hello, are you there? Yes. Hey, thanks for calling in. Uh, do you have any uh, thoughts on the the 3DS? Any? Do you have the 3DS? Any favorite games or anything? Well, the, my favorite game was the um, Lego Marvel. Was which game? 
Lego Marvel. Lego Marvel. Oh, Lego Marvel. Lego Marvel is a good game. Yeah. Now that was my favorite game. There's nothing bad I can say about it. It was my favorite game. Nice, cool. That's definitely. Um, I haven't gotten a chance to to play that, but uh, I know the Lego games are definitely a lot of fun. Uh, I, I look at it every cool. time I go in the store, thinking mm, maybe I should get this this time, mm, and I haven't yet. But it's good. It's definitely worth a playthrough. Nice, cool. Uh, well, thanks for calling in, I guess, six, and maybe a little bit later we can uh, talk to you again about some other games. Thanks. Okay. Cool. So um, on to our picks for the uh, Nintendo 3DS. So um, oh, real quick in the chat, also Ross is saying SteamWorld Dig is more like uh, Splunker or La Mulana. Um, he mentioned there. He said uh, a lot of downloadable titles he played this year, uh, but he's not able to finish them, uh, some because he played before in different systems. Is that La Mulana? That was another game you really liked too, Greg, wasn't it? Yeah, I did like that one a lot too. Um, I never got a chance to finish it, and it, now it's even, even more likely to still do the instinct that I had. But. <laughs> yeah, nice. Definitely uh, one to look out for. Um, all right, on to 3DS picks. So these are your actual retail titles, uh, although you can buy these now on the eShop as well, so that is another option. Um, that's how I've been getting uh, most of these pretty much. Um, so for me, um, I don't really have any honorable mentions necessarily. I, I didn't. I got a couple of 3DS games, but there's not too many that like, like you know, Brain Age, that kind of stuff. I think that was this year. Can't remember, or maybe that was the end of last year. But uh, that's not something that you know I would really necessarily be like, oh yeah, I was excited about it. Um, it's kind of neat, I guess. But the only one that I was thinking about maybe is Mario Party Island Tour. Um, but that is more recent, so I haven't gotten to play it too much. Uh, although I did play some multiplayer with my sister recently. Download play is so nice. Definitely like that feature. Um, and it's fun, but it's not classic Mario Party. Like, I I really miss the classic Mario Party, going around the boards and collecting the stars and everything. Like, it's it's basically like a, a race to the finish kind of thing, and there's different takes on it and the different boards. And you play mini games throughout, but... Um, it's still a little different. I don't know. Um, so I'm kind of a little mixed on that one still. Uh, but my third place choice would have to be uh, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. Um, that game, uh, it looks uh, pretty cool in 3D, um, but uh, it's very fun. Like Luigi, um, he's he's one of those guys that you either you either love him or you hate him. I don't I don't know if there's really a middle ground for Luigi. <laughs> I feel like there probably isn't. You either you either love the guy, you either embrace the year of Luigi, or you're annoyed at him. Um, and uh, for me, uh, I'm a Luigi fan. I like Luigi, um, and it was cool. I never got to play the first Luigi's Mansion, um, or I might have rented it once, like, a long time ago, but I barely played it, if so, because I don't really remember much. Um, but uh, Dark Moon is pretty cool, and I like the multiplayer as well. Um, I don't think I've played online yet, but I did play, like, with uh, locally um, with my cousins when, when they were here over the summer. Um, and, uh, it was pretty fun. Definitely, uh, uh, very cool. So it's definitely, uh, a game that I think, um, is one to look out for. I think single player is pretty fun and multiplayer has, uh, it's, um, enjoyment as well. Uh, so that is my third place choice. So on to Steve for yours. Cool. Yeah. So before I get into third place, here's some honorable mentions and it does include Luigi's Mansion Dark Rune. Um, honorable mention, great game. Um, 
didn't make number three. Uh, a couple others that didn't make number uh, one, two, or three, uh, Castlevania, Lords Lord of Shadow, Mirror of Fate, incredibly long name, but um, fantastic game as well, and Fire Emblem Awakening. Um, all great games, but didn't make the top three cut. Uh, number three would actually have to be uh, Pokemon X or Y. Um, I don't really care. Take your pick. Uh, the game is uh, fantastic. I, The only reason, and this, this, it's weird to actually name a game that I technically don't own um, on my top three because I just don't have the time to jump into this Pokemon game because I know it's huge. I know there's a lot to it um, because mainly because Greg and I sat through, you know, the thing at E3 this year and just saw all the stuff they put into it. I'm sitting there going, I don't have the time to even try to get into this. Um, so I think, you know, jumping it up to the 3D, but it's putting all that extra stuff in there, all the, the you know, new Pokemon, but the, the new features and everything, um, the entire thing as a whole uh, is, is a great game. And like I said, the only reason I don't own it is because I know that it would suck the life out of me and that'd be the only thing I'd be doing. And the rest of my life would fall apart. So, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Pokemon's definitely a time sucker, so I will uh I'll get into my thoughts a little bit later. Uh what about you, Greg? What's your, your third place choice? Well before I go into my third place, uh again, Luigi's mansion Dark Moon made my honorable mentions. Um obviously not quite number three for me, but also in this uh category I put uh, Mario and Luigi Dream Team and also Castlevania Lords of Shadow Mirror of Fate, that really long title that we love to say. <laughs> um <laughs> Dream Team obviously was still really a great game, but I it was it still was way too easy, and, and this is why for number three I picked uh, Etrian Odyssey Four: Legends of the Titan. Um, this is an RPG game. It's very very tough. If you're expecting it to be a cakewalk, um, you should probably um, consider a different game because this game is very difficult. Um, you really have to know how to strategize your team. You really need to get everything like know all your party's different moves. You need to be able to update your party skills and then you're constantly returning to town to sell materials to get money because when you go into battle, you actually don't win any money. You only win parts of like a monster, like a tail or a foot or something. And then you have to take it to the shop and then they, you sell it. And then, But what also is pretty cool is then the shop owner uses that part and says, oh, I can turn it to a new sword or a new dagger or something. And then you can buy the dagger from the shopkeep and then they then you have a new weapon to use for when you go back into the same dungeon or into a new labyrinth or whatever so overall it was a very fun game i still haven't finished it yet i'm still slowly working towards it i'm just starting to pick it up again now that i finished my other games that i wanted to get through like Legend of zelda very cool all right on to uh alex what's your uh any honorable mentions and then your third place choice all right. Well, for honorable mentions, I um, the first one here is Doodle Jump Adventures, which I thought was going to be a really cheap cash-in based on the iPhone game, but it's actually an excellent standalone game. It's uh, it's really challenging, and although the first world didn't have much design to the levels, the later ones, um, they kind of they, they like to be a little bit tricky, where you have to hold on to certain items until specific points in the level to. Uh, to, to get certain items and things like that. And I thought it was really, really clever. I don't think it's worth like a full retail price, or I think it was $30. And 
that's a little bit too steep for what the game has to offer, but it's still really, really good. And then uh, my other honorable mention was Mario Party Island Tour, which uh, when I think about it in contrast to past Mario Parties, I kind of like how they uh, made some of the levels a little bit shorter. So Rocket Road, for example, takes about 15 to 20 minutes to run through. And I really like that. You're not constantly getting uh, slowed down by minigames every turn. Now they're every three turns. And uh, I thought that was a really nice change. But at the same time, it still doesn't allow you to fast forward through, through computers' turns and things like that. And that can get a little bit annoying. So that's why it didn't make my top three. But what did make my number three was the Fire Emblem Awakening. And I've always loved Fire Emblem. I remember in grade 7 or something like that, me and my friends were really bored in class, so we made a paper version of the game where we had a map and we all had papers. It was kind of like Dungeons & Dragons almost. And we would just explore the map and like fight each other and things like that. So I'm really, really into Fire Emblem. And this one added all these story elements and uh, the relationships between characters where if they fight side by side, their their bond will become stronger and they'll talk to each other after battle and they say really weird and funny things and you get to see more of their characters and I thought that was the real driving force behind the game was trying to build up these relationships and trying to see the weirdest combinations of characters you could possibly get and uh, it really pays off when uh, when at, at some point their, their children from the future come back in time and uh, it, it, it's just so fun to see how, um, how all the different characters uh, react to each other a great game in that respect. Very nice. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, I know we've heard a lot about Fire Emblem before, and I know somebody else uh, has that as, as one of their top choices. So I'm sure we'll uh, we'll uh, hear more on that. Um, I did want to just real quick mention on the the Mario Party thing that you said. Um, I do agree about the computers and how that's kind of slow. That is kind of annoying. Uh, but with Rocket Road, the one board that you mentioned, <laughs> that was the first thing that I played in the game. And uh, it's Super Mario Galaxy inspired, and so I was happy about that. And so, like, you know, Rosalina's there on the game board stuff. So it's, like, very Super Mario Galaxy inspired. And it has Galaxy music, like a remix of it, kind of. So that, like, right off the gate, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Um, and then I played some of the other stuff, and it just wasn't as cool. I mean, not, not mm-hmm. bad, but it was, like, uh, Rocket Road I thought was really cool. So um, I was uh, happy about, about that, some of that stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's uh, the uh, third-place choices. So on to our uh, – oh, no, sorry. Um, we have Barry now for third-place choice. I see. I see. Forget about me. I see. I feel the love. <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, in terms of honorable mentions, I think the past year, the 3DS has been the system I've played with the most uh, because I've been able to keep it with me at all times. Uh, so I do have a, quite a few honorable mentions, and unfortunately I had to pick a top three. Um, for me, uh, games like Shin Megami Tensei 4 and uh, Rune Factory 4, I think were two overlooked games that were fantastic RPGs in their own right. Project Cross Zone, which I was so shocked to even see come out in America, I, I wish got a little more love so we would see more, you know, combinations like that. Uh, Mario Luigi Dream Team. I've always been a fan of the Mario Luigi games. Uh, Luigi's Mansion as well, like like you said, just a fantastic game. Uh, Etrian Odyssey Untold, which is you know technically a remake of the, the original game, but uh, I I enjoyed it. Animal Crossing New Leaf. 
uh, sucked my life away for a little bit. And, uh, and of, of course, Fire Emblem Awakening, just a, a phenomenal game. But for number three, uh, not everybody liked it. Uh, it definitely was not a, uh, a game that got soaring reviews. But to me, I really enjoyed it, and that was Castlevania Lords of Shadow Mirror, Mirror of Fate. Uh, to me, it just it worked. It clicked. I was able to really enjoy it, get 100%, no problem. I didn't mind the backtracking as much. And uh, I was a really big fan of Lords of Shadow, so it was nice to see uh, the next chapter in that and how they, Mercury Steam, uh, took the original Castlevania characters and merged them into their new quote-unquote universe. Uh, and I think it's an underappreciated game. And uh, if you're a Castlevania fan, uh, especially with an open mind, uh, I think you'll really enjoy it. Very nice. Um, so it's another game to uh, to look out for. Lots of games that we all seem to uh, enjoy commonly, so you definitely mm-hmm. know there's uh, some games to to look out for to uh, to get on the 3DS. All right, on to our uh, second place choices. So for me, um, Steve's kind of mentioned this earlier as, as his third place choice, but mine is uh, Pokemon X and Y. Um, I got uh, Pokemon X version, and uh, I am really liking it. Um, I hadn't had too much time until now recently. I'm on winter break to be able to play more, but um, I've gotten about to, like, the second or third gym leader in the game, and it's uh, um, put in, I think, like, what, 25 hours or so, um, I think. Um, And uh, it is very cool. Um, I've been a Pokemon fan from the beginning, and uh, I've, been wanting like I got kind of bored after a while I thought things kind of got a bit stale um but now with the whole bringing the game into the the 3D game world and everything um I thought that made things very fresh um because it was kind of it was cool seeing all the the Pokemon in, in 3D now um not just the new Pokemon but there's a lot of old Pokemon and I thought that was really refreshing too cuz you go in the wild and I literally spent so much time out trying to catch all the Pokemon because they put a huge variety of Pokemon, lots of old Pokemon from all the different games uh, appearing quite often. So there aren't as many new Pokemon, which is unfortunate, but you don't really notice that too much because there's just so much uh, in the game, uh, so many different Pokemon to catch. And the Mega Evolutions, that whole idea is pretty cool. Um, I recently got that in the game, and I think that's uh, that's really cool. Um, yeah, I just, I'm just I'm really liking the games overall. And I, and I will say that um, the uh, Wi-Fi communications is something that uh, what they've done with that is really cool. How on the bottom screen, you always have a list of your friends that are online, random people that are online, people at your street pass or anything like that. So you can just at the tap of the button, uh, select if you want to trade, battle, or whatever, and you're right into it. So, um, you know, like my, my cousin from California, he goes online. I see, oh, hey, he's online. I'll just initiate a little battle with him right away, and, and we're, we're battling. Um, so it's very fluid and, and really cool how they implemented that as well. So it's definitely, um, for me, I'm, I'm really enjoying it, and I'm excited to, to continue playing it. So uh, that's my uh, second choice. Uh, what about you, Steve? What's yours? It had to be Animal Crossing. Uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf, is, uh, I, I was pretty excited about it, um, as um, Hassan was as well, I know, and uh, <laughs> I played... Um, the the DS version quite a bit. I was late coming in on a DS one. Um, most people had had it for quite a while before I ended up getting it. Um, I think because I would just it was always like 
why would I be excited about this game? Like, that's just crazy. Like, um, and then finally I was like, you know what? I need some DS games. Heard a lot about this. I'll get it. And then all of a sudden, like, it's the only thing I'm playing for, like, weeks. Um, and so I was, you know, I, I downloaded uh, New Leaf pretty much as soon as it was available. And played it constantly as well for a while. It's I haven't played it as much recently, which is probably why it, it hasn't fell and it didn't fall into number one for me because it is something I've kinda um you know, stepped away from recently. Uh but poss- that's possibly because, you know, I just gotten to to the point now where there's a lot of the new stuff is out of the way and now it's just kinda maintaining and keeping it going and doing a lot more effort to get a lot of the big stuff and and really advancing, you know, and, and it just takes a lot more time, and I just haven't had much of that lately, so um, I'm sure there are weeds all over my town, because um, I haven't really booted it up in probably maybe a month, um, but yeah, it's a fantastic game, I guess, if you want to call it a game. I don't know. There's no point to it, really. There's no ending, so is that really a game? I don't know. It's a time waster, that's for sure. <laughs> It takes over your life. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's Animal Crossing. I'll have my, my words on that uh, a little bit later. Um, but uh, now we got uh, Greg with his second-place choice. First, I want to preface this. was This was a very difficult decision between this one and my number one game. And I know I am gonna might hear some people or whatever for the way I ordered around, but my number two pick was The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. Um, that was a very, very good game. The main thing is that I actually have it completely 100%ed the game, both regular mode and hero mode. And what is this, like about not even a month after the game is out. So that was my main flaw with the game is why it is uh, my number two pick because my number one game I spent significantly more time playing to get to that same end point. Um, I don't know if I really need to talk a lot about it because we'll be hearing it about a lot later, but I did really like the game overall. I thought a lot of the new mechanics were pretty cool, especially like the out-of-order dungeons and being able to have all the weapons from the get-go. Um, I did have some difficulties with having to return to Ravio and before he would let me exchange out my weapon or whatever after I get to the point where I needed the new weapon, but I don't know if that's how it works, but I didn't encounter that in hero mode, so I don't know if it's just the way I was playing the game, but anyways, that's my number two. Cool. Yeah, I know uh, plenty of other people uh, enjoyed your, your or agreed with your your enjoyment of that game later, as we'll as we'll hear. Um, Alex, uh, what about you? What was your second place for 3DS? My number two was Monster Hunter Three Ultimate, and uh, I played Monster Hunter Try back on Wii, and I got about a hundred hours into that one. And I still hadn't even gone through half of the stuff in the game. It's just, there's so much to do in it. And uh, with Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate, I, I finally knew what I was doing, and I got to about the same point I didn't try in half the time. And I'm currently 185 hours in. Wow. And uh, that's nothing compared to some of the, yeah. some of the hardcore fans. Even uh, Roth in the, in, the, yeah. in the chat here said he got 360 hours in. Yeah. And I have a friend who did 500, so uh, there's a lot know, to do in it. I know Roth, every time I boot up my Wii U, I feel like 50% of the time, that's what he's playing. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's excited in the chat now. He's like, heck yeah, Monster Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, 
it's a really, really hard game to get into. It, it has a very steep learning curve, so I've tried to get some of my friends to to learn it and maybe pick it up so I can hunt with them, but uh, with no, no, no success, it takes a long time to get into. So uh, it, it's still a fantastic game. Cool. Yeah, I, I, I gave up on try. Like, I, I played it for a while, and I realized, like, this is, this is going to take a lot of my time as well. As, as you can tell, I think we talked about this last podcast. I don't have as much time recently, so <laughs> I like, judge what games I play based on how much time I know it's going to take. But uh, yeah, try was it's a, it's a fantastic game, and I I knew that um, this ultimate one was going to be great too. But I just knew that yeah, I don't I don't have enough time to sink into it because there's there's so much involved in it. Um, yeah. But I will say the the online hunting and everything that's that's so cool. It's it's cool to to jump in with other people and go on hunts together. I did that a few times on try. Yeah, I, I probably disappointed. Uh, whoop. I was just going to add, I did have this one, but I thought it was much better on Wii U than it was on 3DS, unfortunately. But that was just my opinion. I felt like you needed a Circle Pad Pro to really play it on 3DS, and since I did not have it, I think that kind of hindered my experience a little bit. Okay. See, I didn't pick it up on Wii U, so because uh, I, I thought it would be more well-suited to like a portable experience, uh, especially with me because I'm always on the go. Uh but yeah, both of them are are really good. I haven't picked up uh, the Wii U version yet, but I've played it at some friends' places. They're essentially the same game, but the Wii U one looks a bit prettier, mm-hmm. except for the ground textures. Nice, cool. So uh, yeah, that's uh, Monster Hunter Three Ultimate on 3DS. All right, Barry, what is your second place choice? Uh, my second place choice. Uh, I have to agree with Greg. With uh, Etrian Odyssey 4, Legends of the Titan, which I'm an old-school role-playing fan, so I definitely enjoyed the old-school elements. But to me, it was the map-making that really captured my uh, my interest. There's something about going into a dungeon and having no idea where to go and actually having to draw your own map as you go. And it sounds tedious. It sounds like it would be a nuisance. But in reality, it was a lot of fun. And... Uh, the game was, was really good, had a really unique world to explore, and there was just a lot of strategy to it. And the story didn't really pick up until towards the end, but it, it just had that old-school Super Nintendo kind of magic to it. And I definitely recommend it to anybody who likes role-playing games. Gotcha. Have you played like the previous three games? Like, Do you know if those, those are just equally as hard, or did you find this one like easier? Or? Honestly, I found this one a little easier than the previous three on the DS. Uh, and and if you want to try those, Untold is is in about the same difficulty as four, which is a remake of uh, the first game with some added stuff. But yeah, I would say this one is easier than the original. It's more forgiving. Okay. And definitely worth a try. In fact, I think um, if you buy the demo or just just download the demo for free. You can get up to, I want to say, level 20. And then if you buy the game or download the game to the eShop, it actually takes your data from the demo, so you can continue from there. So it's really oh, cool nice. to try the game and then continue if you really like it. Oh, cool. That's great. I love how games need, demos need to do that more and more because it, I mean, if I really got into a demo and then all of a sudden it says, hey, you can buy the free the the whole game and not lose all your stuff, 
I'd be more a lot more apt to to get it. Right. Yeah, that's definitely uh, very convenient. Because then you don't want to have to play through the same, you know, thing again when you get the new game. You want to get to the the new stuff, I guess. Um, yeah. So, cool. Um, and then real quick, Alex, I think you mentioned uh, in the chat you accidentally uh, muted your phone. Do you want to add on anything with your, your Monster Hunter comments? Oh, um, yeah, I was talking about uh, some of the textures. Like uh, on the Wii U version, it's it's HD, but... Uh, some of the textures are still the same ones that they used in the in the Wii version, or or, or similar to that. So, uh, so they're really really glaring when you're when you're looking at the game, and all the monsters look gorgeous. And then you take a look at like, the ground or one of the walls, and it just it it really stands out as l- looking pretty poor. And I had the same issue with uh, Pikmin 3 a little bit, but we'll talk more about that later. <laughs> All right, so on to our top 3DS games now. Um, I think, just glancing at the list, all of them have pretty much been mentioned already. Um, So it just shows you that uh, a lot of us, again, have some of these games uh, in common that we all really enjoy. Uh, For me, my my number one game uh, for the 3DS is uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf. This game uh, is my life. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, uh, there's just so much to do, as, as kind of has been said already. Um, I've big, uh, been a big Animal Crossing fan since yeah, the, the GameCube game and everything. Um, it's one of those games that, like, you can't explain it to somebody. Yeah, you, you get a house. You can go fishing. You can buy stuff. Like, it just it sounds boring, but then when you play it, it has this, like, charm to it that is just it's so addicting, and it's, it's so much fun. Um, and for me, uh, my sister's don't play too many games anymore, but uh, Animal Crossing is one that they do play. And one of my sisters uh, bought a 3DS just for Animal Crossing, basically. Um, so me and both my sisters have, have played um, online a lot, and uh, that was has been so much fun. Um, so that's definitely um, definitely a highlight for me for the uh, for the 3DS. Uh, what about you, Steve? What's your top 3DS game? Well, yeah, I just say like. With with Animal Crossing, if you're like a collector, and like you like 100%ing games, <laughs> this game will like you'd fall in love with it, or it could drive you nuts because it's. I don't. Like, I don't think like you really ever could. Actually. Yeah, I don't know if you yeah. could either. <laughs> but, Especially because they always give out all these exclusive items. Like you have to exactly. go to Nintendo Zone at Best Buy <laughs> on this day, and there's just so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, number one for me is Legend of Zelda. Um, a link between worlds. Um, it is the first uh, 3DS or handheld. Uh, sorry, um, <laughs> it's the first 3DS Zelda game. Yes, uh, but it's the first handheld uh, Zelda game that I've ever gotten into. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's fantastic. It's you know it's in you know the vein of the A Link to the Past, so you can't hardly go wrong with that to start with. And then it just it's it's a new you know style where it's a little more open world this time around and um, it's a lot faster paced which I think is great. Um, you're you're on the move. You're quick. You know even his even Link's movements, but um, jumping back and forth between you know being on the wall and being you know normal and, and all that stuff. Um, you know if you want to read my I did the review on it for Ninja Diffuse, so I got a lot of thoughts you know written out there. So I won't go into you know all that. You know, listeners, check out the the full review if you want to know more of my thoughts. Um, but I think just overall, it's a, it's a fantastic game. Um, 
it's it's good for Zelda fans. I don't know if necessarily it's the best Zelda game of all time. I don't know if I'm ready to to say that, um, but it's definitely um, up there. I think, um, in my opinion, of one of the top Zelda games of all time, just because I think it moves the the, the series further um, in a good way, uh, and uh, it's a lot. It's just a lot of fun, and you should get it. <laughs> yeah. How have you been doing the street pass battles? I don't pass anybody, <laughs> which, which which is another reason people should get it, so I can have some more street pass battles because I haven't had one yet because I haven't passed anybody that owns the game. I'll yeah. answer that wow. question. <laughs> All right, cool. um, yeah, you want to go ahead, Greg, with your uh, your top choice? Yeah, right before I dive into that, I actually do have 47 of the 50 medals, so I am almost done with that, too. So, um, anyways, my number one, as I was trying to say earlier, was a really hard pick between that one and Zelda. Um, my number one is the Fire Emblem Awakening. This was actually my first entry into the series. Um, I did have the Ambassador game, but I never actually really dove into it to really play it more than beyond, like, for the Ambassador tournament, and I really want to go back to even finish that one, but... I just really love turn-based games. I love, the, especially the strategy. I like their rock, paper, scissors format. As I was saying, that was the relationship aspect, that was all really cool. Um, I was just completely blown away by it. I had no idea I was going to enjoy it this much, and nothing can replace that feeling that my first time playing it and having so much fun and really experiencing it for the time. Um, I did do the more challenging route. I didn't let my I let my characters die if they were defeated and. I would say I want to, I've already started like the second quest to try to keep them all alive with that same option still enabled. So I anticipate to try and work on that more when the 3DS slows down in speed. But overall, I don't think that game was able to be beaten for me this year. Nice. All right. Uh, on to uh, Alex with your uh, top 3DS choice. All right. My number one for the 3DS was... Uh well, were Pokemon X and Y, because they're pretty much the same game, so I just went with both of them. Uh, before the game came out, I tried to hide from as many spoilers as I could after after like the E3 Nintendo Direct when we found out about Mega Evolution and all that stuff. I, uh, I didn't want to see any of the new Pokemon designs, because I have a bad habit of getting way too curious and then knowing everything about the game before it comes out. So this was a nice change of pace. And uh, I actually... Uh, well, I got the review copies, and uh, I uh, I had them. Uh, I was trying to download them, but the eShop was down right at midnight, and I was at the store with my friend who was picking up the physical versions. So uh, we were we were waiting for those to come out, and uh, I, I didn't have any luck. I was hoping I would be able to uh, uh, be playing the game while everyone else was waiting in line just to taunt <laughs> them, but it didn't work out quite so well. But uh, the game itself is... Uh, it's probably my favorite Pokemon game up to this point now. The uh, I thought Mega Evolution would be a little bit gimmicky and make the Pokemon really overpowered, but it's it's actually kind of... Um, it, it depends on your strategy that you want to use because it, it takes up the item slot where you would uh, you might put something else in. You need to put in a Mega Stone, and uh, so it takes away from uh, some of the other things you could be using. So it's... Uh, it's kind of a hard choice. Sometimes you're not always going to go with a Mega Evolution as opposed to like a more valuable held item. And uh, I thought the story was really good. 
I know a lot of people complained about it. I mean, Pokemon's never had amazing stories, but there were some really dark themes in this game. It talked about a lot of, like, genocide and Pokemon dying and a whole bunch of stuff. And I guess my only complaint about the story was that it was all kind of concentrated in one specific point in the game. But uh, I really loved it. I loved the new Pokemon designs. I thought the 3D worlds looked amazing. And uh, there were a couple areas that were in stereoscopic 3D, even though most of the game isn't. And I thought those looked great, and it was kind of a shame that the rest of the game couldn't have been in stereoscopic 3D. But, uh, yeah, I loved it. Gotta save something for Pokemon Z, right? And that's going to be their whole big thing. Now, the entire game in 3D. (laughs) Yeah, that'll be the selling point. Right. Um, Cool. All right, on to uh, Barry. What's your top choice for the 3DS? My top choice should be no surprise to anyone who has been listening since the beginning of this. It's uh, Legend of Zelda: Link Between Worlds. Uh, I think I think they did a phenomenal job with this game. I think they shook up the Zelda format uh, with the ability to go to uh, any dungeon you want, sort of like the original Zelda. Uh, I wasn't a terrible fan of the renting slash buying. Uh, the items simply because I'm a completionist, so I wound up spending a little extra time to grind too many rupees to buy everything mm-hmm. before I found the low rule, which I did make uh, feel made the game a little easy. Um, but overall, I thought the story was very good. Uh, definitely has some twists in it, which I won't spoil. And as for the shadow battle, um, they're pretty neat battles. Uh, you know, it's a win-win because even if you lose, you don't lose anything. But uh, they could have done something better, I think, with the Street Pass feature. But I would put it in one of the top tier of the Zelda series and definitely my top 3DS game of the year. Very cool. Yeah, yeah I will say, like, I, I went back and forth on the whole, like, renting thing, like, if I liked it or not, like, sometimes I play, I think it's a great idea, other times I play, I'm like, yeah, it would be kind of cool if I just kind of got them along the way and, and said, so, I don't know, I, I go back and forth on it, but I think it's it was cool to, to try something new, I think that was... I think, I think it's great for casual people who don't get a lot of time to play and just want to experience the dungeons, and in yeah. that sense, I agree with you, but for any hardcore Zelda fan, you know, especially <laughs> have to buy them in order to upgrade them. So you're going to buy them, you're going to get them all. And there's so many ways to make rupees in this game and to get rupees. It's amazing how they just kind of throw them at you. They do, and, yeah. <laughs> and there is a little bit of a, not a, I wouldn't say an exploit, but there are, there are different methods, legit ways of making money that just with a little time you wind up buying everything really quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I went through the last few dungeons with max rupees, so I wasn't even winning anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I beat the game with nine 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 nine. Can't can't buy anything else. And then I used it to buy a golden bee so I could use it for the street pass. <laughs> you could just catch golden bees. Yeah, I couldn't find any when I needed yep. to anyway. I did see like two roaming ones, and then I just was using them to destroy enemies. I didn't think twice about catching them. I didn't. I didn't realize that was one of the challenges, and then I was like, "That was really stupid." So yeah, it looks like uh, Link Between Worlds. I think is is definitely one of the uh, the top choices out there for for the 3DS. So 
definitely one to consider when we get to figuring out our, our game of the year at the end of the podcast. So stay tuned for that as we will uh, decide what we what we think is our top game. So on to now shifting gears a bit to some console games. Uh, we've talked about the 3DS and the eShop and everything, so now it's on to Wii U and first up, the eShop exclusives. So uh, with the Wii U eShop, um, I'm kind of in the same boat, uh, similar, <laughs> I guess, to the 3DS and that I didn't really get many eShop exclusives. I think at one point I listed like, the Animal Crossing Plaza in here because I just wanted to fill it up. But then when I saw some people didn't even have some third-place choices and stuff, I was like, yeah, all right, forget it. I'm not going to put that on there. <laughs> um, so I don't really have any uh, honorable mentions. Um, I did, like, one of them, Zen Pinball 2, like, I did kind of play. I, I didn't get to play too much of it. Uh, it was kind of fun, but um, I, I really need to play more of it to say much. Um, so I guess um, I will pass because I don't have a uh, third-place choice. So on to Steve. Well, Hassan, you should play some Zinball, Pinball 2 because it is on my honorable mention list, um, as well as uh, Wii Sports Club and Mutant Mud Deluxe and uh, DuckTales Remastered, great games. But number three for me is actually uh, an even longer title than before with uh, Castlevania. This is uh, BitTrip Presents Runner 2 Future Legend of Rhythm Alien. Um Love. you got to say it in the Charles Martinet voice, you know? Like. <laughs> oh, I needed to practice. Uh, I mean, I'm just going to butcher it if I try it now, so I'm just going to keep on going. Um, so, uh, yeah, Runner Runner 1, uh, you know, the trip runner was, was awesome. It was a, was a cool, you know, rhythm-based, you know, platformer, uh, very addictive, incredibly addictive. I think the, I mean, when we played it the first time at PAX East, um, you know, several years ago, it was so cool and like sucked you in. All of a sudden, I was like, "Oh yeah, like, there's like a line of people behind me. I probably should give this up and let other people play." So, um, I love the original, and the the new one is, is is great. I'm so glad that they brought it to Wii U um, because I think you know wasn't really sure if they were going to do that in the very beginning, and I'm glad they brought it. Um, it looks really cool in 3D. Uh, I like the new the new uh, abilities and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, if you're up for a challenge, um, something that's going to keep you coming back for more, it's, it's, it's definitely one of those. It's like I, I have a hard time booting it up nowadays because I'm, you know, at the harder levels because I still haven't beat it. I never beat Runner 1 because it just gets brutal at the end. And I feel like either, like, I don't know, you get to this point where you're like, no, just one more time. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And all of a sudden, then you're just like, I want to stab my eyeball out because it's just so stinking hard. Um, so, like, it's a good balance of that in between. You know, it's really challenging, like, incredibly difficult, but at the same time, like, you do want to keep on going because you're like, I can master this. Come on. Um, but then, you know, only a few actually do master it because it's ridiculously hard. <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a challenging game. Uh, I'll talk a bit more about that later as well. Um, but uh, yeah, so Greg, what's your, uh, what are your some of your honorable mentions, third place choices for Wii U eShop? My honorable mentions would include uh, Mutant Mud Deluxe and uh, Ina Sisters uh, Twisted Dreams. I don't know if I said her name right, but I guess I shouldn't even try again. Um, <laughs> I put Mutant Mud Deluxe there because I felt. Since I already had the 3DS version, it didn't really add a whole lot, even though it did add in a whole new world. But 
that's why I will go to my number third, three choice, which would be the Wii Sports Club. Um, I was kind of surprised when they did when, uh, upgrade the HD, um, but I was even more impressed when I found out they finally were going to add that online mode that we kind of touched on in the previous podcast. Um, I only got to play it a little bit before my Wii U went missing, so it was pretty fun overall, and I can definitely say I really like the online mode and be able to play against other people around the world and not just have to play it with people locally. Um, yeah, that's pretty much about it. Cause, I mean, I did talk a lot in the previous podcast about that one. <laughs> does yours does yours lag at any at all? I haven't seen any lag. Um, I've had some people like had to be dropped out because they I think theirs was lagging or something, but mine was showing fine. It just looked like they just got messing up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because mine, like I've heard other people saying, like they, you know, it's the here's the thing. So like completely kind of off topic here. Um, but I've said I feel like that Meverse is like the um, insider forums part two um, because you get all those random people on it just like say, oh, this is horrible all the time, no matter what. Um, but I, I see a lot of people saying that there's tons of lag in Wii Sports Club, but I have not seen it at all yet. I mean, very, very, very little lag. And so um, I think it's great. I think that they're doing a really good job of it. So if you're having the same experience, then, yeah. I would I'm, I'm just thinking that maybe their internet connection isn't very good then. And exactly. I think, to, I think it's people their fault. Like to, not, not Nintendo's fault. I think it's their fault, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think they like to place the blame where it's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, next up, Alex, with uh, any honorable mentions, third-place choice? So I've been a very bad Nintendo fan this year on the eShop. I haven't picked up a lot of games, so I don't have any honorable mentions. But I, um, my number three is The Cave, which I guess a lot of people have forgotten about because it was so early on in 2013. Mm. Uh but I I didn't get very far in the cave, but I did enjoy it. It has a really dark sense of humor, and uh, all the puzzles some of them are some of them are really weird and kind of confusing. But for the most part, they're just really interesting to see play out. Some of them are kind of like Rube Goldberg machines almost, where they set off like chains of events and things like that. And it's it's just a really fun game to look at. It's so it's so gorgeous. So uh, yeah, that's all I really have to say about it. Didn't get too far in it. I didn't really care for the demo for that one, so that's why I didn't end up buying that one. I was pretty interested in it. I was almost at the buy, but then I played the demo, and I'm like, I don't think I really like this game. Oh, see, I, did, I didn't even touch the demo. I just I, I watched a trailer for it, and I downloaded it right away. And I, I didn't regret it at all. It's uh, But I guess, you know, teach their own. Some people yeah. like it. Some people didn't. It had kind mm-hmm. of mixed reviews. Did you try the uh, – that, that game has online co-op too, doesn't it? Did you get to try that at all? I did not. I didn't even know it had online co-op. Oh my goodness! If, I, if I'm thinking of the right game, can you like? You can oh, look it up real quick people, here. Right? There's like seven different characters, and you can like pick two of them to go through their gates or whatever, and then you have to use them kind of cooperatively. Uh, I think it does on PSN, but I don't think it does on Wii U. Looking oh. into it, yeah, it doesn't look like it does on Wii U. Oh, that's too bad. Okay, that's for another podcast. I'm going to complain about that. <laughs> right, it should have been for the, uh, the last episode, right? Yeah, our... exactly. <laughs> we didn't seem like we were Nintendo fans at all that time. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, 
So, uh, yeah, so that is uh, the cave uh, for Alex's third-place choice. Uh, and uh, what about you, Barry? Uh, well, the same, same situation with the 3DS for me with the uh, Wii U. And there were there were several games, the cave being one that I really did want to check out, but I, I really couldn't bring myself to download them because of of that fear. And I do want to pick up the cave, and I might pick it up if it goes on sale. And, and uh, same with BitTrip. Uh, but uh, I'm, Wii Sports, I'm going to wait for a retail release because I'm, I'm sure that's going to come down the road. But uh, unfortunately, I don't like you. I, I don't really have a, a third choice in this category. Right. There's just too many other great games to be playing. You know, it's hard to. Uh, I'm, to I'm a physical. I need physical copy. I'm a, that's my collection. You know, I, mm. I just. If I lose the system, boom, I lose everything. But if I lose the system and I have the physical copies, at least I have those. Gotcha. Yeah, well, it's, kinda, just it's funny how I'm like the opposite, I guess. With the, yeah, I'm trying to go like all digital and everything. Um, but it's uh, it's cool that we have the option, I guess, like that, you know, they, that you're able to get uh, things either way. Absolutely. I think, I think the option, having the option is there. Uh, I just think people need to know you know, that there is that option. I still think Nintendo hasn't delivered that message just quite yet. Right. Yeah, they definitely need to uh, work on their marketing quite a bit. I mean, come on. Cranky Kong, VGA, like, what, what kind of message are they sending uh, to people? Like, we could get into a whole other tangent about podcast. their marketing. Right there. <laughs> Next podcast. Exactly. <laughs> right. Um all right, so on to our second place choices then. Uh, so for this, mine would have to be, uh, I guess, Wii Sports Club because um, I don't have too much else. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I was kind of – I was a little surprised that they did this, um, but then, uh, you know, I guess it kind of makes sense. It's kind of an easy thing for them to, to put together. Um, I mean, the HD graphics are nice, but it's not like – I'm not like – I didn't play Wii Sports, and I was like, oh, man, this thing looks terrible, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, for me, the best part is um, – Basically, as uh, as Greg said, um, the online play I think uh, is pretty cool. So I've played uh, tennis and bowling um, online, and those are pretty fun. And I like that you can, um, like the bowling, you can write the, your custom messages and everything, and and display those while you're playing the game. I think that's uh, um, a neat little thing. While you you know while you wait for the other people to bowl, you still kind of have that bit of an interaction, I guess. Um, so yeah, that is a uh, Wii Sports Club, and uh, maybe we'll see. The next sport tomorrow, since I guess uh, it'll be down for for maintenance tomorrow. So uh, we'll see if we get golf or some other sport soon. Um, all right, on to uh, Steve with your second place choice. Well, I'd have to go with uh, Toki Tori two. Um, I played Toki Tori one on Steam actually. Um, uh, I don't know if I actually had the full game or if it was just a demo or. I don't know. Somehow I got it on my my computer and played it, um, and actually just fell in love with it. It's like this little bird that has little puzzles and levels, and you have to figure it out. And it's it's actually really fun. It sounds like a stupid idea, but it's really fun. And so Toki Tori Two comes along, and they've they've kind of just uh, redid it uh, in the and in, into um, you know HD format, but just you know, made the game so much bigger than the original game, and uh, it looks beautiful. It, it's cute, but it's really it's challenging as well. And um, 
then they added, went ahead and, and I support the developers on this thing. You know, they went ahead and, you know, developed uh, Toki Tori 2 Plus. And just everybody that already had the original game, it wasn't paid DLC or anything. You know what? You can just update your game, and all of a sudden you get all those extra levels and extra stuff um, just for free, um, which is awesome. So um, I just think it's great. Um, it's, it's a challenge game. It's, it's, it's one of those that you can play um, equally on the, the, the gamepad or the TV. There's not really much of a difference um, either way. So, you know, sometimes, oftentimes I'll just sit around with a gamepad and play, which is cool. But uh, actually, if you're, if you're playing with the gamepad, it's, it's kind of cute. Um, when you turn on the TV, it actually looks like Toki Tori is, like, looking down, you know, on, you know, on your gamepad. Like, he's, like, poking his head down. Um, that's what the TV looks like when you're doing that. So it's just the little things that they paid attention to. Um, like, when you're flying above the world, you know, it has a little shadow on the ground. It's just... It, it's cute. It's uh, it's fun, and uh, but it's also really challenging as well. So, yeah. Cool. As I played the first game, I never got to uh, to check out the uh, the second, so it's something to uh to look at. Um. All right. On to uh, Greg. What's your second place choice for a Wii U eShop? Alexa, 3DS retail title. This was another difficult decision for me. I really like this game very much, and this one is Cloudberry Kingdom. Um, when I first saw some of the previews and stuff, it looked like amazingly fun, and then I finally got to play it at E3, and I was just really taken back on how really fun it is, especially when you're playing with all the people. Um, I haven't really had the chance to really do that yet, but I had so much fun at E3 playing it with, like, random people, and it was like a race for the door, and then the levels are very basic, simple. You just kind of move and jump, and then first one to the door wins. But when you're playing by yourself, it's pretty much have to restart the like the level constantly over and over again. You do have infinite lives, which is very incredible, but the game also builds the levels based on like the difficulty of the previous level and how fast he went through it. So that in itself is a really unique element and also with the character customization you can make some really crazy designs and see folks the things for that. So that was pretty cool. Um, overall, it's still a really fun game. I didn't get a chance to finish up like the last chapters, but uh, those levels are getting very insane, and I feel like I have to use the help thing on getting all of them now. Cool. All right, uh, on to Alex. What's your second place choice? So my number two was uh, Mutant Muds Deluxe, and I I bought this on the 3DS and I bought it on the Wii U because I love it so much. Um, it's it's the same game that was on 3DS, except they added in some ghost levels or whatever that are a lot more challenging. But the game itself is just... It, it's pure action platform goodness. I love it so much. It's um, it's re- It gets really hard, and uh, there's not a whole lot more I can add to that. It looks it looks great. I love pixel art. If you if there's pixel art in your game, it'll probably sell me on it right away. And it just looks great in here. I love the the depth effects on on the 3ds it was in stereoscopic 3d so uh whenever he moved to the backgrounds he would he background he would look farther away but uh that doesn't really happen in the wii u version it just kind of blurs a little bit but it's still a nice effect and yeah i, I couldn't recommend the game any higher uh, unless it was my number one choice which is not <laughs> all right cool all right so uh barry you didn't uh, have a second place right uh, I'm in the same boat here again. I do have a number one, though. Okay. 
Um, so why don't we let's uh, let's switch it around a little bit then? Do you want to talk about your your number one choice then? Uh, yeah, I'll talk about my number one, which is not exclusive to uh, a digital anymore, but uh, that's DuckTales Remastered, uh, which I was a huge fan of the original back from shit. I was what seven years old playing it, and I loved it. So when I found out that they were making a uh, a remastered version, it was one of those things where I, I knew I had to get it, uh, just for the moon theme alone. But uh, I thought they did a great job with it, especially getting the original voice cast back. And, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't recommend it high enough. It's, it's really great, and I'm just hoping they, they move on and do a Rescue Rangers next. Hmm. Cool. I didn't even think uh, about doing Rescue Rangers. That'd be cool. <laughs> All right. Or or the <laughs> which a lot of people didn't even realize came out. Yeah. And then, uh, Greg, you had the same uh, choice as well. Do you want to talk about DuckTales uh, Remastered? Yeah, I mean, there's not really a whole lot to add. I mean, it's pretty much I saw the announcement video and my mouth was literally like on the ground. I couldn't believe that they were remaking one of my all-time favorite Nintendo games. Um, I've played the original to death. I still, I, even if I do hook up my NES, I still like to play it a lot. So this was definitely a no-brainer to get one and I was lucky enough to get a review copy so I was even able to play it a few days early before everybody else so that even made it even put the topping around the cake for me there so um, the gameplay is fantastic I love the graphics it was awesome that they have was voice acted um, one of the main things that I saw that they have now corrected was you couldn't really skip some of the cutscenes without having to like hit a button first now you can have it default to off so if you just want to go faster it will go through so I was glad they took my main uh, main picky part about it, so I was really happy that they even updated it. Cool. Do we still have that contest going on? Is that set over yet? Can we give those away yet, or is that still going on for the DuckTales Remastered? Oh, the YouTube one? Yeah. Uh, we, we didn't get any submissions for that, and I was very, very disappointed because it's a fantastic game, and I thought people would want it. But uh. Oh, so we'll have to think of something thought, else to do with it. We we need to talk actually because I feel like I I think we get we did get some and I thought you were included on that and apparently you weren't. So uh, I'll, oh. I'll I'll send you some emails about that because I think <laughs> we did get some submissions. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I can't wait to see them. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I saw the. Um, I know you did a little bit of a gameplay of DuckTales, uh, Alex and. I, I had not really, I had heard, you know, you hear about the game a lot. I've never gotten a chance to play it, but I saw some of the, uh, um, the little bit of gameplay you did, and it uh, seemed kind of fun, so it's fun. Oh, yeah, uh, I, I love it. I haven't had a chance to play Remastered yet, but I'm looking forward to getting it soon. Cool. Uh, looks like Roth in the chat is very excited about it. Uh, yeah, he would content. be. He's, he's the artist, a, he is. Yeah. <laughs> Roth is one to, uh, if, if you're, I'm sure I've, can't, it's been a while since I've been on Meverse, but if you're following him, he, I bet he does like crazy stuff on there. Like this guy, follow Roth, you know, on Meverse and everything. He's a crazy good artist. Um, yes, I saw he was. Uh, he won something from Rare or whatever because his uh, his uh, Christmas version of the. Uh, oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I used to enjoy his uh, swap note messages, except for now when I don't do that anymore. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> Yet another rant. Sorry. 
<laughs> Man, we're like <laughs> we got we got a whole stack of stuff to complain about. <laughs> Come on, Nintendo, you better one, impress us like, tomorrow. We actually should have just one podcast where like that is our only thing. Like I know it was like <laughs> half the podcast last time, but we were just complete rant day. You just have so much anger pent up, you're gonna scare everyone away. <laughs> Or maybe we'll get some listeners or something. We'll get a whole bunch of PlayStation and Xbox fans. <laughs> we'll have to see. Um, we'll become PlayStation right. fuse. <laughs> um, all right, uh, Steve, uh, what was your top choice? Oh, well, I'm going to take Greg's number two choice and raise it up a little higher because uh, Cloudbreak Kingdom is definitely my number one uh, eShop game for Wii U. Um, same, with, same with Greg. I didn't really know anything about it before before E3 came around, and we both got a chance to play it, and then, you know, like, as we were kind of winding down our coverage um, that last day, I was like, you know what, I want to I want to go back over there and play that other game again, <laughs> you know, play Cloudberry Kingdom again, so uh, it was, it's just a fantastic game, just, like, to play with, especially with playing with other people, like, I enjoy it um, by myself, and I've made, I'm not, apparently I'm not nearly as good as Greg is, because I've only made it about halfway through the game, um, and it's already getting incredibly difficult for me. Um, but playing with friends is just a blast. Like, getting, you know, two, three, four people in the same room and just, like, it's this chaos and you're just, like, you know, you're encouraging each other and then all of a sudden you're, like, yelling at each other and then you're, like, you know, you're going back and forth. And the cool thing is, I mean, it's, it's like when you play four-player New Super Mario Brothers or something, you know, you're, it's just, like, you know, you're trying to work together, and then you're, like, yelling at each other, and it's that type of atmosphere, but it's a lot quicker. It's so much faster, and it's just, like, um, it's so much fun. I think it's it's it does ramp up the difficulty, so that's great um, because a lot of games don't get, you know, incredibly difficult nowadays, but that's one of them that does. You know, Runner 2 is another one. Um, both of those games just get really difficult, which is, which is cool because... Um, it's good to raise the challenge and and but you do get people like in me versus going, Oh, this game's too difficult, I hate it. Well then suck it up. Um but but it's it's, it's fun and, and I think uh especially the multiplayer and the random levels that just like there's no wait time, you know, it's just it's one level after another, which is awesome. It's generating them and it's just it's quick, it's uh the customization, like Greg said, is fun for the people, you know, your your character and stuff. So yeah, I think in general, Cloudbreak Kingdom is a fantastic game. The only thing that I think will make it any better would be to include some sort of online component. But, you know, you can't win them all. I think you just sold me on Cloudberry Kingdom. I was looking forward <laughs> to it, and it had some mediocre reviews, so I kind of second-guessed myself. Well, you should check out my review where I gave it a perfect score. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Cool. So that's uh, Cloudberry Kingdom. Um, so let's, I know we're jumping all around right now, so uh, let's move to Alex uh, with your top choice for Wii Shop. All right. Well, uh, after the disappointment that was Harmonite in my eyes, I was uh, <laughs> I was craving a rhythm platformer, and uh, I had tried the demo for the first runner game, and it was, even in like the first couple levels, I found it pretty challenging. So I uh, I decided to pick this one up. And I've been through the whole game, and this is what a rhythm game should be. It, uh, it's got really catchy music. The controls all work great. Whenever I make a mistake, I know it's because it's my fault and not the game's really weird way of 
timing your button presses and things like that, like in Harmonite. Uh, there are so many different characters. It's really weird and funny. And I, I really like that in the game. Uh, all the different like advertisements that pop up, the quote-unquote advertisements before the game starts for like pickles and random things like that. <laughs> and then uh, Charles Martinet um, voicing it was was really great. Uh, I really wish there were, was more to the story, actually, because they have all these really weird characters that they don't really do anything with. And I think it would have been neat if uh, they had a little bit more than just where Commander Video is going and what happens. I'd, like, I would have liked to see more depth there, but the actual gameplay is fantastic. I like competing with everyone on my friends list for high scores, and I w- wish more games did that. Yeah. Nano Assault. Oh, God. Nano Assault. Neo. Man. Yeah. That's not a game from this year, but that's one to... uh, You should listen to the previous podcast if you haven't already. That game, we competed so much. I played that a little bit more yesterday, too, so I was curious. I haven't played it in a while. I'm sure I would stink at it now, but I I need to go back to it again. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the story on... on, uh, on Runner 2, like, you wanted more because I actually liked the fact that they didn't really jump, a, you know, really deep into the story. Like, they kept it mostly on the gameplay, which I preferred. I didn't, I'm glad they didn't go, you know, deep into this huge storyline. Um, and actually, in my review, which I also gave it a 10 out of 10, I, I praised that fact, I think, that, I, that it didn't go incredibly deep into a story. Um, but to each of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my top choice for uh, Wii U eShop is also Runner 2. Um, and, uh, you know, everybody's kind of pretty much, you know, said same stuff. It's it's definitely very fun. Uh, right from, I think, when it was PAX East um, a couple of years ago when I played the first Runner game is kind of when I got addicted to the whole Bit Trip stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, this game is definitely very challenging, so I have not beaten it. Um, but uh, it's one of those games that, like, it gets frustrating when it's, when you lose, but you want to try again and you want to try again and again and again. After a while, you know, you give up, but like it takes a while to get there. Um, or you just said it's and, easy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, I know, you know seconds, I, actually, uh, I, I don't like the okay. easy levels. I feel like it's actually harder because I'm like, I need the more obstacles sometimes to jump over and everything to keep my rhythm up. When it went oh. down to easy, I'm like, okay, I can't keep a rhythm as easy the time. Though. Yeah, I think I the only time I gave up on the normal difficulty was at the final boss when it was just driving me nuts. <laughs> That's the only time I really scaled it down. Yeah. But it definitely has very catchy music and stuff. I know the second Alex mentioned the, the catchy music, I just I started just humming like stuff in my head. I was imagining <laughs> a game happening with the guy jumping and the music. Like it's it's very the sound effects and the music it all fits what you're doing and it just it's uh, it's even as frustrating as frustrating as it is. Once you complete a level, it's very satisfying because like you feel like, at least for me, I feel like I'm learning. Uh, similar to like the Guitar Hero games, it's like the more you play yeah. and once you get better and better, you actually feel like you're really uh, improving. So it's uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it gets really tense like towards the end of the level. As soon as you beat it, I just let out a sigh of relief. I'm like, oh, <laughs> finally, it's over. Yeah, definitely. Because it, it's like when, when you get that one little hit and you get taken all the way back to the, you know, that one part of the stage or if you hit the mm-hmm. checkpoint or something, it's like, oh, no, not again. 
And if you want to get the highest score, you have to avoid the checkpoint altogether, which mm-hmm. makes it even more challenging. <laughs> yeah, I, I did that at first, and then I just gave up. I was like, you know what, forget it. I'm getting the checkpoint. There's no way I can do it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so those are all of our picks for the uh, Wii U eShop. So lots of uh, uh, interesting titles to, uh, to take a look at. So on to um, the uh, Wii U category for the actual retail games for Wii U. Um, so I think with this one, um, there's a, a bunch of games to, uh, to talk about that each of us have. So for me, um, I do have an honorable mention for this. Uh, there were a couple games that I got, but uh, I think um, one honorable mention for me is Pikmin 3. Um, as much as I like the game, uh, there are some games that I like even more. So it's not that Pikmin 3 is bad. I thought it was, it was pretty great. Um, although I haven't gotten to play too much of the single player, um, what I really liked, like Pikmin 2, I love the multiplayer. I thought that was pretty cool. So that's kind of what I spent some time on um, with, uh, with like my cousins and stuff over the summer a bit. Um, but uh, I think um, it's pretty sweet, and I like uh, the Wii Remote controls and everything. I think it works pretty well. Um, so I think it's pretty cool. But my third-place choice is Super Mario 3D World. Um, might have been higher, but I've only beaten the first three worlds. i have halfway through the fourth world, I think. Um, and, uh, it's, it's fun. It's definitely, um, I've, my, some of my favorite 3D Mario games were Super Mario 3D Land and Galaxy 2. Um, and, uh, this kind of borrows a lot from some of those games as well. Um, so it's definitely, uh, very fun. Uh, and I'm excited to play more. I have done some of the multiplayer. Uh, I played with some people that really haven't done much 3D Mario stuff. So they were pretty terrible at it and we were losing lives very quickly. Um, but uh, it was still pretty cool that we are able to have that multiplayer in this game. I thought that's, uh, that's pretty neat, but um, definitely a, a fun game. Uh, what about you, Steve? What's your third-place choice? Well, I did have some honorable mentions uh, oh, yeah. that um, were – they're all great games, uh, but this didn't make it. Um, games like The Wonderful 101, uh, fantastic, but didn't make it. Uh, Lego City Undercover, fun, cute. Didn't make it. Disney Infinity, also a blast. Didn't make it. Uh, Zelda Wind Waker 2, didn't quite make it. Um, we Party You, really enjoying that. Didn't quite make it either. So there's there's some great games there. Um, they actually came out for Wii U this year, which is really cool. Third place. Um, and uh, looking through you know lists, I'm actually the only one that's actually going to talk about this. It's a multi-platform game. Um, that came out on the Wii U, amazingly enough. Yes, we had some games that made it on all the systems, including Wii U, and it's uh, Call of Duty Ghosts. Um, this is the first Call of Duty game I've actually ever purchased uh, because I've never been as excited about this one. Um, I got to check it out, uh, you know, behind the scenes sort of thing at E3 this year, and just, you know, the story, the, the elements they put in there and everything, um, it was really cool to just draw it in. It looks beautiful. Um, it's really uh, it's fun to, to control on the Wii U. Um, and, yeah, just because, mainly because it was the first Call of Duty game that I ever felt compelled to actually get and, and play through um, is why it made my list. Um, because no Call of Duty game, or game has ever done that before. Um, but I think because of well, the new elements they put in and everything, um, you know, I decided to give it a try, and um, I've been very pleased with it. In fact, I'm, like, 
it's it's one of the games that I'm like I every time I have some free time I'm like okay do I have enough time to get in another you know a couple a couple more uh, you know a couple more hours of the game because I'd I'd really like to to make it through um, the campaign uh, as soon as possible and then then finally you know get get online and, and try to see if how I had match up against uh, the online community I'm sure I'm going to die at the hands of a bunch of seven year olds but oh well. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the uh, uh, have you played Black Ops Two on Wii U at all, or uh, I didn't or... play on Wii U. I played it on uh, let's see, I think I played it on PS3, and I know I played it on 360 some, um, and was horrible mainly because I I don't I think I played it on yeah I played it on 360. I don't like the 360 controller, and so that was part of my issue. Like I've never like having a shooter on 360. Um, and I know that there's people that completely disagree with me on that, and they, like, love it, and they're, like, cursing right now because they think the 360 controller is the best ever, and that's why FPS is on there. so awesome. But um, I, I disagree. I think the the placements of the analog sticks just mess me up. I want I want them where they are on uh, either the PS3 controller or the, uh, the Wii U controllers because I feel like they need to be on the same playing field they need to be all up top or all at the bottom one or the other um and um yeah so i didn't i didn't get to play any call of duty game on uh a wii u so i don't know you know i can't compare um but. right yeah no the reason i asked is i was uh i was getting the, the itch for like um like a call of duty game or something so uh yesterday actually i was looking at both black ops 2 and ghost i ended up deciding on black ops 2 just because um uh, well, I figured if I like Black Ops 2, then I could get Ghost, but I figured Ghost is kind of the more recent game, so I would kind of get Black Ops 2 a bit cheaper. Um, and so I ended up getting that, so that should arrive tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to uh, to trying that out. Um, and, yeah, I'm sure it's great. I think the, the big reason why, I mean, because it's a lot cheaper. You can get Go- uh, Black Ops 2 for really cheap now. But the I figured the little bit of online community that it probably has, would probably be with a newer game, and that's that's one of the reasons why I decided to go with Ghost. But I think it's just overall uh, the the story and the new features and stuff like that. And, and Ghost is really cool. And I, I was one over at E3. It was it was just really cool. Cool. All right, uh, Greg. Uh, what about you for uh, Wii U? Um, I also had a, quite a number of honorable mentions as well. Disney Infinity also made that list, but also on mine is the uh, Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate, and also the Resident Evil Revelations. Um, I really had, I had enjoyed the 3DS version of that one. I I thought they did pretty well on a Wii U, and it was still pretty fun to play for me. Um, but not good enough to make my number three pick, which was Super Luigi U. Um, I've been kind of trying to downplay some of the Mario games. Um, this one took me by surprise, and it was actually a lot more difficult than I originally thought it was going to be, and that's why it was really pleasant to see, and that's why I enjoyed it so much, because not only did they redo the entire, like, all the levels that Super Mario Brothers U offered, but they also made them significantly more difficult. The platforms were smaller, and Luigi's abilities to, like, kind of jump higher and also kind of slide make it even more difficult to go through some of the levels, especially, like, the bonus level. So overall, I thought it was a pretty fun game, even though it used a lot of the same features that Super Mario Brothers U did have, but I was just 
had a lot of fun going through a lot more hard, difficult levels than I originally was thinking they were going to be. Gotcha. Cool. Um, what about you, Alex? All right. So my honorable mentions uh, included Batman Arkham Origins, which a lot of people complain about that game, but I haven't played any of the other Arkham games, but I thought this was really, really good. I had a great time with it. So if if you haven't picked it up because of all the negativity surrounding it, don't let that bother you. It's a great game. And uh, Scribble Nuts on Mass was also on there. It didn't make my top three because uh, it's, the battles get a little bit too hectic sometimes. I mean, I love Scribble Nuts and I love being able to create whatever I want, but it just gets really confusing when you have like 20 different heroes on screen all like clustered together punching each other. It just makes no sense. And then... Uh, Actually, last night I changed my list around a little bit. I originally had uh, Super Mario 3D World as one of my honorable mentions, and uh, We Party You was my third place, but I got a little bit further in uh, Super Mario 3D World, and I bumped it up a little bit. But uh, We Party You is a great game. I had a lot of fun playing it with my family members and friends, uh, especially some of the uh, the mini games that involve the gamepad, where... Uh, I think my favorite was the one where you put the gamepad off in a separate part of the room and you hold your Wii remotes like uh, like scoops and you have to scoop water from the gamepad and run to the TV and pour it into the jugs. Mm-hmm. And me and my friends would just like push each other out of the way and like make make a, make them spill each other's water. It was great. We turned ferocious playing it. But uh, Super Mario 3D World is my number three. And it didn't grab me at first. I... um. Like, it it looks amazing, but something about it just wasn't doing it for me. But uh, as I got further and further into the game, I uh, it, it won me over with some of the stuff it does. Like, you have Goombas floating on uh, on uh, inner tubes, and uh, I, I don't really want to spoil too much of it. <laughs> so I, I, I won't say too much, but they just do some really, really clever things. And it gets really hard in, like, the later parts of the game uh the level the second last level before the final boss just i had a lot of trouble with it and uh uh greg i know you thought it was pretty easy in like the first couple worlds but have you had a chance to play through the rest of it did you find that it got harder um when i was finally got to like world seven it seemed like it started getting a little bit more difficult like the like the beatbox world and also like the double cherry levels were also a little bit more mm-hmm. difficult, at least to get the coins or the stars or whatever. But I haven't had a chance to finish it yet because um, I don't, I still don't have my um, copy of the game back yet. But oh, I right. hope we have that resolved soon. But um, and then again, I'll be starting from World One again, so I'll be a little. Oh no! no. Um, yeah, for those that don't know, my Wii U was stolen out through a burglary break-in and. I have pretty much lost all my downloadable games, and I'm actually writing an editorial that will explain the situation and how I got resolved with Nintendo and everything. So, hmm. interesting. All right, cool. So uh, now we have uh, Barry with your uh, your choices. Uh, yeah, for me, the uh, Wii didn't have the the uh, most amount of games this year, but for me, there were a few honorable mentions. Pikmin 3 being one, uh, I thought that was a, a great game. And uh, 
Wii U party surprised the crap out of me. I didn't expect much, <laughs> and it really was a good game. And uh, when I when I played it, I thought it was good, but not enough to take number three. And number three was a game that really shocked me because I I love all the Japanese, and when I first saw it, I thought it was kind of gimmicky, but when I got really down playing and I thought it was a really unique experience that could only be done on the Wii U, and that was Wonderful 101. And I think every person needs to give it a shot. I'd love to see more Platinum support. Uh, they are fantastic game makers, and uh, I think Wonderful 101 is the type of new IP that Nintendo really needs. Nice. Yeah, no, I uh, I definitely agree, and I'll talk a bit more about that uh, later. But um, all right, so on to our uh, second place choices for Wii U. Uh, so for me, um, I have a multi-platform game, uh, Disney Infinity, um, but uh, I have it on Wii U. And uh, for those who don't know, I am like a big collector. Like I I like to collect things, especially like I have a big Power Rangers collection. It's kind of my big thing. But Disney Infinity just <laughs> big it's, I think uh, is an understatement. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, Disney Infinity tickled my my collector bone. I guess it's uh, um, got me to uh, definitely try and and collect everything, all the different figures, all the power discs, and and everything with the game. Um, and I think that the game has a lot of different uh, content. It has a lot of potential because um, you have, I mean, just the starter pack itself has kind of three different like adventures. I guess you could say. Um, uh, in different worlds, and I think they're pretty fun. Uh, and the toy box is pretty cool. And even if you're not that creative with it, um, then you can always, you know, download stuff that other people have made. And, and I've spent lots of time just playing through stuff that other people have made as well. So that is definitely offers a lot of content there. Um, and I recently downloaded the iPad app, and you can create the worlds on there and then play those, you know, the Wii U game, which is cool. Um, I found that a bit easier. I, I noticed that apparently... Uh, if you are in the toy box mode and you're using the gamepad, every time you try and, like, put a new item there or something, it tries to load up the menu on the gamepad, so the game kind of slows down, so you're literally, like, having to wait a couple seconds between everything you do, which is really annoying. But when I started using, if I used the Pro Controller instead, like, if I didn't use the gamepad, it was perfectly fine. Um, so that was kind of annoying because I thought the gamepad would be perfect for the toy box thing. Um, but uh, since I had an iPad, I thought that's actually even easier to use that with the multi-touch screen and everything. So I ended up just, I just decided I would start creating my stuff on the iPad and then use that on the Wii U, so that kind of uh, worked out. But definitely there's so much potential with, with everything that you can do. Um, if you try and collect it all, it is very expensive, and I don't know if it's, I guess, whether it's worth it or not is really dependent on how much you like Disney and these franchises and how much you're willing to invest into the toy box and all of that. Um, but uh, if you are willing to invest, I think um, there's a lot going on with the game. So um, I definitely liked it. Um, yeah, so uh, Steve, what's your uh, second choice for Wii U? My second choice is Pikmin 3. And I know um, a couple of you guys talked about how you know it was great but didn't quite make it. For me, um, it was a game that I've been looking for for forward to for a long time. Um, I got into Pikmin late in the game. I, I didn't play it until they made the, the remade them for Wii um, and just decided to try, try it out one day and, and loved it. And 
And so I've been really excited about Pikmin 3, and I'm, I still really enjoy the game a lot. Um, I know, yeah, sure, maybe the the ground textures could be better, um, but overall the game's fantastic. Um, I think it's it's a cool new direction. Uh, you know, wasn't I, at first I wasn't sure about you know the direction they were going with three new characters and all that, that sort of thing, but then you know after I got into it, I was like, you know, I, I kind of like this. Um, and I like all the support they're offering with the DLC and stuff too. And I haven't even got, you know, able, to, I haven't even jumped into a lot of it yet because um, there's just so much to do already. And I haven't even tried the multiplayer as much. But, you know, um, overall, it's a, it's a wonderful, fantastic game that is both challenging and endearing. And uh, my number two. Cool. Uh, what about you, Greg? Um, as Alex was kind of talking about earlier, my number two was Super Mario 3D World. Uh, I was originally not even planning to get the game. Um, when I played it at E3, it was a pretty solid game. And then when I actually got the review copy of it, it actually kind of changed my mind about it. It actually was much different than I was expecting it to be. And I had a lot of blasts, even though I was just playing it by myself. I haven't really had too much of an opportunity to play it with too many other people. I don't usually have parties at my house much, and I don't usually take my Wii U outside the house anywhere either. So um, even though I was doing solo, as I was telling Alex, I felt like most of the entry worlds were very easy. I would only die if it was a stupid mistake. I know I made all sorts of mistakes throughout my videos. I was just, sometimes I'd try to rush, and when I rush, I get clumsy, and when I get clumsy, bad things happen where I can die many times. So when I usually play through the games, I don't usually die as many times, that, that many times at all. So World 7 was really one of the games where I getting difficult, and then I never even had an opportunity to play World 8 yet. So when I get that opportunity, I'll probably be able to finish the game off then. But in terms of finding everything, I didn't think it was, most of it wasn't terribly difficult to find. I could usually find it in the first or second playthrough of the level. So, again, I think that's one of the nitpicky parts either. Because usually when you're collecting stuff, it should be a little bit more difficult. But I found I was finding most of it on the first playthrough. But that's my thoughts on that. Okay, cool. Uh, what about you, Alex? So my number three was uh, also Pikmin 3. And... Uh, Steve, you said you got into the game a little bit late because you picked up the Wii versions. I still haven't even played Pikmin 1 or 2, but I really, really uh. want to now. Because uh, Pikmin 3 is just really, really good. I love it. It's uh, Now, when I was looking at screenshots of it, um, I thought that that's mostly when I was kind of iffy about some of the graphical things, like the the ground textures that we've talked about. But when the game's actually in motion, it's not as big of a deal because everything's always moving you're always distracted by other things the game's the game is so full of life and uh the pikmin are adorable and it's a really challenging game i i just love everything about it uh i think the multi multitasking element with uh the three captains makes it feel uh a lot like a real well it is a real-time strategy game but it really brings some of those elements out because you're managing different squads of pikmin and uh, it, it it just gets really tough later on. And uh, I think the only way to play this is with the uh, Wii Remote and Nunchuck. I tried it with the, just the gamepad, and 
it was a little bit more difficult. What did you What did yeah. you think about that, uh, Steve? Yeah, I, I tried it for about five seconds and then put it down and said, this is ridiculous, this needs to be played with, so we wrote. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I, in fact, I actually recommend um, if you're if you're gonna go back and play the the other ones, get the get the Wii remakes, the Wii makes, um, because yeah, they using the the Wii remote and nunchuck is definitely the way to play this game. Um, it's as simple as it's it you know mimics like a mouse and you know keyboard or whatever um, in that way, which is perfect for this style of game. Using analog sticks just gets annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think because um, I played. I think I wanted to a little bit on the like the GameCube and stuff before, and I think they kind of changed the control stick, like the control method, I believe, because I remember, um, I think with this one, the right control stick kind of controls like the camera, or it controls something a little differently, like not what you would immediately think, but on the, the GameCube, it works kind of as you would imagine it would be. Like, um, I think it, it, I think it controls the cursor or something um so it, yeah. it's a little different if i remember correctly um so yeah. i the wii versions are definitely much easier yeah it's like um i don't know when you guys talk about wonderful 101 a lot so it's like i prefer playing that game with the wii remote and nunchuck as well and start, I, I try playing with the the game the gamepad or the the pro controller i'm just like no this this definitely needs a pointer <laughs> device to to really make this game really work well. And he's the... That's a different game, but, it, you know, having the, the touch screen actually draw the things on is really nice, too. But right. I digress. Back to Pikmin 2. Or Pikmin 3. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So, uh, anything else to, to add on that, Alex, or was that... Oh, uh, pardon me? Uh, was that it for Pikmin 3, or did you have anything else to, yeah, that's, to add on? Yeah, that's about it. Okay. Cool. So on to uh, um, Barry now, who I think, uh, what was it, Roth's favorite virtual console game, I guess you could say. Um, what are your thoughts on, uh, on your second place choice, Barry? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking over the list. I'm the only person here who actually put it in their top three. And for me, that was uh, Wind Waker HD, which is a game I got to first play uh, at uh, Blockbuster uh, during E3 or at Best Buy, I'm sorry, at E3, and then I got to play it again at Comic-Con. And uh, while I always enjoyed The Wind Waker, despite the uh, the art style being a very big shock uh, at the time, I think they did a really fantastic job with it uh, on the Wii U, and I think that it's a precursor to what's to come with the uh, new Zelda game coming for the Wii U. And while I would have liked to see, like, the two dungeons that were removed come back and uh, some added things to it because it was genuinely a little bit short, I think they really did a good job with it. And i got to give credit where credit's due. And I know people, we want a new Zelda game. This is too easy. But right now the Wii U needs games, so I'm glad they got it out at least. All right. Yeah, I think it's cool that they're kind of releasing some games like that in HD. Like, I think that art style as well, um, like, uh, benefits in the, the HD. Like, I, I haven't gotten a chance to play it, but I've seen uh, it was one of the Best Buy events or something, like, after E3, and they had somebody playing the demo, and it, um, the game looked pretty great. So um, I think uh, in HD, I think, is definitely a good choice for the game to release. 
Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't really get as much of a chance to play it because I had played it on the GameCube and realistically this is actually my least favorite Zelda game, so I wasn't really looking forward to it when they were remaking that one. Gotcha. Cool. Well that's uh so those are our second place choices. So now to finish things off with our top choices for Wii U. Um, so my top choice was kind of mentioned a little bit earlier. Uh, the wonderful 101 is uh, my top choice. This was actually the first Wii U game that I ever played back when it was uh, um, under the different name, the Project. What was it? Project P100 or something. P100, I think. Yeah, um, at the Wii U Experience event before the Wii U released. Um, and uh, yeah, this game is a lot of fun. It definitely has a learning curve to it, which is why I think it's cool that they released a demo. Um, but I feel like some people, from what I read online, some people were like, I played the demo and I didn't like it, but then I got the game and they actually did like it. Because it's like you need to kind of invest a bit of time up front to really learn the mechanics of the game, but then once you do, it really pays off, I think. Um, and there's just a lot of different, uh, like, combos and things that you can do, and uh, um, it's pretty sweet. Now, I know that you can use a touchscreen to draw this stuff, but I actually was for the most part, just using the control stick because I just found it just quicker to just, I had my thumb like right there. I just kind of hmm. use the control stick for the most part. Um, but I haven't gotten, I still haven't, you know, beaten the game or anything, so I haven't gotten to some of the more, I think, complex stuff as well. Um, so I don't know if it's yeah, easier to Yeah, I guess when use. you're just like drawing a straight line or a uh, circle or something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've, yeah. I've done I've done the stuff with the straight line, the circle. There's like the the squiggly, um, but then there's the newest one, which I forget what you have to draw for the hammer or something. Um, but uh, so that's kind of where I'm at in the game. And like, so far I've been using the control button. Actually, so far I've been playing it mostly with off TV play. Um, so just playing just on the gamepad. Um, but uh, it's been fun. The, the music's good. It's it's. It's like one of those games that it almost reminds me of a Sin and Punishment star successor for Wii, not in terms of the gameplay necessarily, but in terms of, like, the experience. Because that was one of those games that, like, after every scene, like, something crazy happened and you weren't expecting it and it felt like an adventure just playing through the game. And this kind of feels like that, too. Like, it's always building and building and building. Like, you literally, you face a boss and you're like, oh, okay, all right, got through that. Oh, wait, no, the boss is, like, it's, there's yet another thing and another thing. Like, it just keeps going because you think the level's almost over, but it gets even crazier. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely um, very fun to, to play the game. So I need to play more of it over winter break. Uh, what about you, Steve? What's your top Wii U game? My top Wii game, uh, Wii U game, man, flashback to previous years. Uh, Wii U game is uh, actually, <laughs> funny enough, a game that I don't own. Why am I picking a game I don't even own for number one? You did that for Pokemon too, right? I, I did, but that was number three. This is a number one game that I don't even own. So I'm basing this off only demos that I've played at, at events and stuff like that. But honestly, though, it, it's a game that, um, <laughs> because it's coming out so close to Christmas, it is technically on my Christmas list because my parents still maybe have Christmas lists. And... Um, and I'm expecting to get it as a gift. And so I haven't been able to actually buy it because that would take away from a gift that my parents are probably going to get, be getting me. So um, the reason why it's number one, even though I don't own it, uh, is partially because my wife is also excited about this game. 
my wife doesn't get excited about too many video games except for like just dance or something. And so the fact that she's excited about this game um, bumps it way up on my list um, because she's not really, you know, wouldn't consider herself a gamer uh, in any, you know, sort of thing. Like back when we went and did the uh, the Wii Games 2010 um, competition where we won and, you know, they flew us out to California and everything, um, that was like she was extremely shocked that she even won anything like that because that was way out of her. Uh, normal <laughs> realm of thinking that she would win anything gaming related. So anyhow, mm-hmm. part part of the reason why it's number one is because she's excited about this game. Granted, it's also because she can now play Peach in a cat suit. But aside from that, um, I think just the reviews that it's got, it's been given, um, the time that I have spent with it and demos and, and stuff like that. It just it just it's a it's a fantastic game that is kind of incorporates a lot of different fun elements of Mario together. I mean, it's it's pulling, you know, the old school, like, Super Mario Brothers 2 stuff, you know, into play. It's bringing the brand new things of, like, new Super Mario Brothers, um, you know, Wii and, and everything where you'll be able to play, you know, at four players at a time. Um, you know, it has the new suits, like the cat suit, for instance, but it also has, you know, the the multiplying one and all these different elements um, together. It has elements of galaxy, but also elements of the, of the side-scrolling ones and elements of, of New Super Mario Brothers 2 and all these different, you know, elements kind of pulled into one. And I think it's a, it's a, it's a really good next Wii U, or really good next um, uh, platform game for Mario. And uh, it looks uh, really pretty on Wii U. So... Yeah, I can't wait to play it, but I don't own it yet, and I'm really <laughs> upset about that. I wish I was playing it right now, but alas, it's probably sitting underneath a Christmas tree somewhere. So. <laughs> well, not much Eight longer now. Yeah. I know, not too much longer. Not too much longer, though. <laughs> you can hear the faint uh, meow coming from the, uh, <laughs> the Christmas tree. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Greg, what's your top Wii U game of the year? I really wish I had a lot more opportunity to play it, but mine is also the wonderful 101. Um, I didn't really get a chance to really dive into it like super deep, but I did have a very like, solid time playing it. It was also my pick for my Wii U experience that I went to over the summer as Project P100. Um, I was unexcited for it to finally release, and I did get it, but I really regret to say I didn't have a whole lot of time to play it but I do feel confident enough that it's a very fun game. I really enjoyed the controls and how you can wonderize and combine everything. Um, I know my biggest issue is actually like defending and dodging, and I need to learn to do that when I get the chance to play it again because I know I was getting defeated a lot because I simply just try to keep overwhelming the enemy and keep getting defeated a lot. So I know that's a learning curve, but that's usually how I play those kind of games anyway. So... That's how I felt. I thought the game has been really great so far, and I really hope to continue it more when I've been able to play it again. Cool. Let me just say, I think the Wonderful 101 would make the perfect Saturday morning cartoon. Like, seriously, <laughs> that the story is great. Like, I, I can just imagine that as being a great cartoon. They need to make that happen. I, you know, so what do you feel about the, the fact that it is a little more lighthearted and cartoony? Like, I, I actually was hoping... 
when it was still like the Project P100, I was actually hoping that they'd make a little more, you know, quote-unquote hardcore, like a little more of an edge to it. But they, they went that cartoony style, which is it's still, you know, it's definitely not a children's, you know, you know Barney game right. by any means, but it's it's not as, you know, hardcore, I guess, they could have taken it. That kind of upset me just, I mean, not a lot. But just a little bit, because I was hoping they'd go that direction. What do you guys? What did you guys think about that? Um, I guess for me, like I, I mean, it, it is very like action-packed and everything, so you do have that element. But I, I actually like really like the uh, like the characters, the story. Like I find myself like actually enjoying, you know, the cutscenes and all the little moments and the dialogue, and um, and it's it's very like there's a lot of things inspired from. Um, like uh, Toku and stuff, and so you got your, you know, there's things that are kind of similar to Power Rangers and me being a Power Rangers fan, you know, so I can appreciate the colored superheroes and the craziness involved with that, but, like, um, I kind of, uh, I like the, the lightheartedness. It, it almost reminds me of, like, Kid Icarus Uprising, like, the, just the cheesiness of it, which for hmm. me kind of made that even better, because that kind of gave it its charm, in a way. Like, the characters are all engaging and, and funny and, um, so I kind of uh, ended up liking that part of it. Yeah, I agree with you, Matt. I think the game wouldn't have worked with a more realistic style. It's kind of like if you take a game, Beautiful Joe, which is very similar, and try to picture that in the real world, and it would just it just wouldn't work. <laughs> That's true. It's just one of those things that it fits the the art style, it fits the atmosphere, and I think it's what makes it so great. Is because it's like you're a kid again, and you're watching a Saturday morning cartoon. But instead of, you know, the standard fare, here you have, like, the most obscure and unique and absurd situations going on, and it fits. I mean, think about, think about you know, those situations in a real-world setting with, you know, realistic graphics, real-world people. It's just, you wouldn't be able to take it seriously. And that's what I think makes it better as a cartoon, because you don't have to. Right. Yeah. Because all the boss fights, the like, there's boss fights and things that, like, you get all these crazy random stuff that happens, but if it was something serious, you wouldn't be able to, to take it in that direction, I think. So That's true. it makes it more interesting gameplay, I guess. Yeah. Like I said, it, it only upset me a tiny little bit, actually, because after I started playing, I, I realized why they did that. But in the beginning, I was thinking they'd go in a different direction, but, yeah. Right. Uh, all right, cool. So, uh, Alex, uh, what about you? What was your top? Wii U game. So my number one Wii U game is actually something that we haven't talked about thus far, and it, it's kind of disappointing because it's a fantastic <laughs> game, and that is uh, Rayman Legends. And uh, Rayman Legends is everything I've ever wanted in a platformer. <laughs> I um I remember a while ago I wrote an an article for uh for the site called uh well talking about why Mario needs to change or how Mario needs to change, and. Uh, some of the things I talked about in there were the fact that in Mario games you have really static backgrounds and it's it's like there's almost no life in it. And this is more like the new Super Mario Brothers game because I think uh, 3D World kind of fixed that. But in those uh, 2D Mario games, everything was just kind of static and boring and uh, I didn't find that a whole lot of interesting stuff happened. But in, uh, in Rayman Legends, you have layers and layers of backgrounds and everything's... Like, there's so much life in the game, and the art style is amazing. It looks like a painting come to life, and uh, the game is just really, really challenging. There are these uh, 
extra stages that pop up where you have to get through as fast as you can. And those are those are really good. There are uh, music levels where uh, you're, you're platforming to uh, Black Betty. It's playing in the background. And uh, you have all these like goblin creatures that are singing their lyrics, but they don't sing in English. They just let out grunts and things like that. And it's absolutely hilarious. And uh, it's one of the only games I can get my, my mom to watch. She thought that was <laughs> really interesting. It's a... Uh, yeah, it's just such a good game, and uh, it didn't really get the the praise that I think it deserves. I think more people need to go out and play it. I think I know why nobody. <laughs> well, <laughs> we've kind of. Oh. Yeah, we've we've talked about it in a previous podcast. But for mm-hmm. those that don't know, if it had released when it was supposed to release, we would have all been enjoying it. I'm sure, but. True. They had to release it when there was a bunch of other stuff out. I, I think eventually I will pick it up because I think it did look pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really enjoyed the yeah. the free demo thing they stuck out there, like the the daily challenges and weekly. Oh challenges. yeah, the challenges app. I played that like crazy, but yeah, by the time it actually finally came out, there were so many other games that took my attention. And so, to be completely honest, I I forgot to even mention it in an honorable mention because I forgot about the game. Yeah, it, it is a fantastic game, but I totally forgot about it because in the midst of everything, you know, it came out in the middle of all these other games too. Right. Yeah, it's a real shame yep. that they took so long to release it. Oh well. Yeah, yep. but definitely, I think I'll probably look at it uh, eventually because I think it, it looks great, like in HD, just from the the, the demo, the challenges app and stuff, and it, it was very fun. So definitely something to uh, look at. Um, all right, and uh, last but not least, uh, Barry, what's your top Wii U game? I like you, I, I wanted to put Rayman Legends in there, and uh, it's it's one of the games that actually got my wife to want a Wii U, and when it was delayed, it broke her heart, so I kind of have a little vendetta against the game because of that. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm still, I did buy it, I have it, I just haven't opened it yet, because I want to play it with my wife, and She's still pissed at it too, so I can't get her to play it. So I can't <laughs> nominate it because I haven't played it outside of the downloadable challenge thing. Um, but my top game is uh, Mario 3D World, which I was so shocked when it was revealed at uh, E3. So many people were like, "Oh, this is not what we want. We wanted Galaxy 3," and they were like instantly against this game. And I couldn't understand why because I thought it, it really looked like a lot of fun, and I, I figure every game's worth a chance. I don't think you should really pass judgment on the game until you actually play it. Uh, and when I played it, I fell in love with it. And it didn't take the first world. The first world was kind of I wouldn't say easy, but it it didn't have that same magic as Bomb Bomb Battlefield, for example. But once I started getting into it, and my wife started watching me, and we started playing together, and I was like, oh my god, this game is freaking great. And it, it it's Mario. I mean, what, what more do you, can you say? But, uh, I mean, I know a lot of a lot of game publications gave it very good reviews, and a lot of people didn't expect the reviews to be that high. And uh, I think everyone needs to give it a shot and and play it for themselves because I think it's a really great game. I know a lot of people were really dismissive of the game until that that second trailer came out uh, after E3, the one with the really jazzy music in the background. That uh, and I know that really got me interested in the game. I saw it at E3, and I was a little bit disappointed that it wasn't you know, the next big 3D Mario, like a Mario Galaxy scale game. But, uh, 
yeah, after that second trailer where they just had like all this new music and all these new things, and I was like, whoa, what was that? I really want to see that more. Um, I, I, I was sold on it after that. That's when I got really excited. I still remember uh, E3, I guess, uh, Greg and Steve, you guys were, uh, didn't have a good quality stream, so you thought it was like a 3DS game or something. <laughs> well, when you call it 3D World, what do you expect? <laughs> yes. Mario and 3D and Land, and that kind of video. <laughs> exactly, and everything in 240p resolution, everything looked like crap, so we had no idea. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, so that's... Uh, the uh, our Wii U choices. So now we just basically have our overall choices. We all kind of compiled our top three for just everything that we've kind of gone over. So we've all pretty much discussed the game, so now it's just a matter of saying what we chose, really. Um, so uh, my third place choice overall for this year was The Wonderful 101. Um, great game. So I, that's the top Wii U game that I have on my list, and, and I really enjoyed it. What about you, Steve? What was your number three? My number three uh, choice overall would actually be Pikmin 3. Um, yeah, it's a great game, as I've already said. And, um, yeah, it, it wasn't quite the best, but definitely uh, made my number three overall. Cool. What about you, Greg? Um, I actually had to go through and change from my original email. I decided to put the wonderful 101 at this point because, if I had a chance to actually finish the game, I probably might be able to rank it a little bit higher, but I don't want to rank a game that high if I haven't had a chance to really play it a lot. So. Okay. Cool. Uh, Alex? My third was Pokemon X and Y. I still don't have a link between worlds, but if I did, it would probably be up there. But yeah, fantastic game. Cool. And what about you, Perry? Uh, for me... Originally, uh, I did have Wind Waker, but, you know, just uh, by thinking about it, as much as I love the Wind Waker, I actually have to give my number three overall to Etri and Odyssey 4. I don't think the game got enough publication and enough publicity and enough love. Uh, so my number three will go to Etri and Odyssey 4. Cool. All right, so on to our second choices. Uh So mine was Pokemon X and Y. Um, so starting to get to the handouts, I think was, for me it's 3DS really killed it this year, so X and Y was a was pretty cool. Uh, what about you, Steve? It was a hard choice, but I ended up going with uh, Legend of Zelda Only Between Worlds um, as the my number two, so a 3DS game kind of slid into number two uh, for me. Yeah. Okay. And Greg? Um, I actually completely agree with that. Uh, Legend of Zelda Only Between Worlds was swapped with my Wonderful 101 due to the fact that I was I've already completed the game. I thought it was an excellent Zelda game overall, as I explained earlier. Cool. Uh, Alex? I went with Pikmin 3. Okay. And Barry? Uh, For number two, I went with Mario 3D World. All right. So those are third and second choices. So now for each of our own number one choices, and we each pick different things. So um, although there's some overlap between first, second, third, and stuff, um, I thought it was cool that we all picked different number one choices for the year. Um, and we also got, so, we got only yeah. two, two Wii U games and three 3DS games. 
Uh, yeah. Interesting. So it's yeah. a pretty even, you know, as even as it could be with five people um, split. Yeah. Right. Um, so my choice was a uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf 3DS game, taking up the most time this year. Really enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, that's my choice. What about you, Steve? I went with Super Mario 3D World. I think it's uh, yeah, definitely game of the year from the Nintendo side of things. Okay, Greg. I went with my number one 3DS, Spider Emblem Awakening. I was just, again, I was really amazed by it, and I don't think I could beat that experience for this year. Alex? And I went with Rayman Legends. The black sheep of the uh, award. All right, and Barry. Ah, apparently it was the only one to pick it for Game of the Year, but uh, Link Between Worlds was my number one. All right. So those are all of our top choices. So um, now we have to basically come up with a Game of the Year. Um, so for this, do we want to what, fight each other to the death, just take each other down? Or, you Good know, thing we're not uh, in person. <laughs> right. Um so uh, I think, uh, you know, I sent out an email about this. I don't know. Did you guys get a chance to say, did you think that that method kind of worked? Yeah, I thought that was a good method. It's pretty, yeah, it's no. pretty much the only, like, analytical way that you could actually go about it because, I mean, we all paint a pretty good picture for all why why we like the games we did, but, I mean, it it makes sense. Okay. So without further ado, uh, let's get to some announcements. So with these, uh, we, we picked a runner-up and we picked a winner. So our method was we looked at all of our top choices and we gave each of them kind of three points each. Then we looked at our second-place choices, two points each, and third-place choices, one point each. Uh, added it all together. There was a lot of games that were, like, tied in the middle, but two that stood out. Um, the that was Barbie Dreamhouse Party. <laughs> no, um, it's uh, Pets, uh, Dogs, Babies, Imagine, no, imagine yeah. Babies. That's Remember those games? <laughs> all disease. <laughs> right. Yeah. And wipe out, create, and crash. Oh, man, that team was great. <laughs> yeah. I knew it was winning. We, we win these games. Why don't we miss the spot the difference Halo. party? Whoa, Wait a second, different system. <laughs> um, all right, so the runner-up game is a Wii U title, Super Mario 3D World. That is the runner-up game. Um, so that got uh, plenty of, of votes there. Looks like it was Steve's number one, Barry's number two, and uh, that's about it. But I think all, uh, pretty much all or most of us, you know, play the game and enjoyed it and mentioned it in other lists and stuff. Yeah, it was definitely on the Wii, Wii U picks. It was quite often on there. Yeah. It would have been my number four, and I got to go down that one. So Actually, did any of us not mention it at all in our Wii U picks? It was there, 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 there. Yeah, it was on all of us picked it for one, two, or three for Wii U. So. Hmm, interesting. Nice. Um, the next one, I'm trying to see if everybody mentioned this one at all or not. I know I didn't mention the, the winner, but uh, I think most... Hmm. You're the black sheep. Huh? No, I, uh, Alex also didn't mention this one, I don't think. Yeah, I didn't talk about it. Yeah, um, so three people did, but it, it charted so high that I think um, it was worth it. And I think from what I've heard about the game, I think it's, it's worth it as well. 
Uh, you need to play now. Homework assignment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I, I will definitely have to look at it. Um, I mean, I'm, I haven't. I really haven't given 2D Zelda games uh, that much of a chance, but I'll definitely have to, have to look at it. So um, I think it's pretty obvious what the, the game of the year is because we've talked about it so much. Uh, the winner is The Legend of Zelda A Link Between Worlds. That is our game of the year for Nintendo Fuse. So A Link Between Worlds. And that was the only uh, one who called. Yeah, Barry, that was his top choice overall as well. So. Top choice and my second was Mario 3D Worlds. So I'm the only one who called it. I figured that. I see what you, you didn't. You didn't count any points. You just picked whatever Barry. I see. <laughs> Play in favor. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's the game. So if you haven't tried it out, like myself, then definitely go look at it. I will definitely uh, consider that and, and have to go look at it. Um, but uh, lots of people are enjoying it. Lots of people uh, really liked it. So The Legend of Zelda, Only Between Worlds for 3DS, Game of the Year for Nintendo Fuse. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's our, um, best of 2013 special. So it was definitely fun going through that, uh, much longer than, uh, some of the previous stuff we've done before, but that's because we had, you know, five people here and we all had lots of different, uh, stuff to discuss about the game. So it was pretty fun. Um, so, uh, with that being said, um, one last thing that I did want to mention is that as is apparently tradition now with the podcast, (laughs) Every time there's a podcast, there's also another announcement. Like, literally, like, if you want a Nintendo Direct, just tell us to schedule a podcast. It will happen. So yep. <laughs> there's a Nintendo Direct tomorrow at 9 a.m. Eastern Time uh, talking about the games coming out through spring of next year for Wii U and 3DS. So we can expect, uh, I guess, Mario Kart will probably be there. I'm sure Donkey Kong will probably talk more about that. Um um, I'll be by Mario. Mario. Spoiler alert, everything's going to get delayed and Cranky Kong's going to be in Smash Bros. And that's all they're going to say. <laughs> right. Probably Mario Golf or something too, right? Oh, oh right. yeah, that game oh. was kind of forgotten. So maybe Why is that game being that. delayed? I mean, how how long does it really take to make a yet another Mario Golf game? I think they delayed it because there's so much for the 3DS this year with Pokemon, Zelda, and Mario Party at the end of the year. They wanted to oh. for 14th. Yeah, there was a I mean, lot of Mario stuff, especially. That's like the same reason they delayed Donkey Kong, because they already had the Wii U, already had a strong lineup of 3D World. Yeah. And others. I mean, I guess yeah, so. nice that they actually come out with something decent in the very beginning of the year, but because usually it's a dead zone and zone for most games, but uh, I just can't wait till Mario Kart and Smash Brothers. That's, that's all I'm waiting for. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Like, for me, Animal Crossing is my game. Like, Animal Crossing, Mario Kart, Smash Brothers, those are the three games I can just play for hours and hours and hours and yeah. never get bored. So I mean, obviously, Zelda Wii U is going to be great, but until that day comes, yeah, Mario Kart and Smash Brothers is going to be in just constantly. And I just miss, like, at that point in a podcast, we're just like, what other games exist? No, no, it's just Mario Kart and Smash Brothers. <laughs> I can't wait for whatever other community thing that they have because Mario Kart 7 playing with you guys from Nintendo Fuse on the community was a lot of fun. So I we, we need to do some more. All that. Of by the way, we need to get that going again. Yeah, so. we need. There's a bunch of games that we need to do multiplayer for actually. Uh, we do. So uh, maybe maybe that could come uh, in after you know we start doing some maybe video. What what? what? 
Uh, what? What? Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what you said. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can know. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, this is the 95th episode of the podcast. So we did this started in September of uh, was it 09, I think, or something. Um, this was a couple of years ago. Um, so we are approaching our 100th episode. So you never know what's in store for 100 episodes. Maybe some prizes or something. I don't know. You'll have to wait and find out. Um, but uh, I'm sure one thing you can expect is a Nintendo Direct with it, because that just comes with every podcast. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Nintendo Direct tomorrow. So stay tuned to NintendoFuse.com for um, the coverage on that. should be interesting to see what they reveal. Um, and, uh, yeah, definitely check out the, the forums. Post your uh, Nintendo Network IDs um, for Wii U and for 3DS now. So definitely check that out. Um, and uh, we will keep you posted now. Uh, I mean, it's winter break right now, but then I think next semester I should have a bit more free time. So hopefully we're able to continue the podcast uh, not every week, but and maybe not every, every other week, but we'll add some sort of a regular basis. I want to continue the podcast again. So we will keep you guys posted on how that will work out. Um, so stay tuned to NintendoFuse.com for that information. And, uh, yeah, so it's been fun, guys. Thanks, uh, Alex and Barry, for um, joining us. It was cool having you guys on on the podcast and everything. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Look forward to more. For, yeah, definitely. It'll be fun with, with the five of us uh, going forth with the, uh, with the podcast. Um, so, yeah, thanks for, for everybody in the chat, Ross, um, and uh, uh, the uh, guest that was in there. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Right, and uh, Vic Nino, who was in there briefly earlier. Um, and uh, Ale- I didn't even realize, I-, I mentioned this, I think, before the podcast started, uh, Alex is Orianta. I guess I just never put two and two together because Orianta was, you were a regular in the-, the chat and stuff before with the podcast and everything. I never uh, realized that. Um, yeah, so I was. Cool it's been a long time. Yeah. yeah, you've actually probably been on podcast before when you called in, but you weren't officially, you know, on the I actually don't think I ever managed to call in before. Oh. I had the I same difficulties I had today. In one time. Yeah, I called in once before I joined the staff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's cool to, to have you guys on here now. We'll have to do one episode with, like, oh, I guess we can only have five people max. I was thinking us and Jeremy and Mickey and... Um, True. Uh, Although, uh, Barry, Barry and Mickey don't live too far from each other. Where's Mickey? He's in Jersey. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. not that big of a state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Hey, I'm headed up to New York, so on the way, you know, stop by and, uh, like, a uh, podcast time. <laughs> yeah, seriously, let me know when you're coming up. We'll have to get together. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to, uh, I'll have to uh, keep an eye on that and see. Um, cool. So, yeah, so that's the uh, the podcast. So thank you all so much for, for listening. Again, stay in, uh, keep an eye on NintendoFuse.com for uh, the latest on when the podcast return and uh, all the latest on Nintendo. So, see you guys later. Have a great one. See ya. Later. Bye.